the Christmas holidays, they beat Wilson in overtime in West Lawn by a final score of 57-56. They also took on two teams, two very good teams in the Hempfield tournament over the holidays. They beat Central York and then lost to the host team, the Hempfield Black Knights, and that's why they sit at 8-2. and two. And in addition to that, Rich, they also sit in the case of Matt Cauldron on the precipice of history. He's at 399 wins. Obviously, one more win becomes the fifth coach in Berks County boys basketball history to top the 400 mark. A lot of people want to talk about it, but the coach himself would just like to get it over with. Yeah, he made that very clear to us uh, in our pregame conversation. He said uh, he, he feels like it's affected the team a little bit, especially in the loss to Hemfield in the, in the tournament championship game last week. So he, he would rather get this done as soon as possible. As, as he told his players, they're going to win another game sometime <laughs> soon, whenever that is. Who knows? If it's tonight, it's tonight. So he, he, but he said it's, it's weighing on the players more than it's weighing on him. Uh, but, yes, he would like to see the, this milestone uh, be accomplished and put behind them. The one thing that the Bulldogs have certainly to their favor and we talked about this, and it sh- I think it showed a lot in the game against Muhlenberg, that overtime game, is they are a deep basketball team, much more so than the team that we're, they're facing tonight in Reading High, especially with the Red Knights being down a player in Nick Chapman. They are clearly not as deep as they need to be and certainly not as deep as Wilson is. But the Bulldogs, Matt Coldrey can run anywhere from 9 to 10 players out there. It's very much like almost like a college attack in the sense that the depth that he has and the guys that he can run out on the floor – and it's a comfort level that they can be aggressive defensively if anybody gets in foul trouble. But it is also, obviously, from the standpoint of freshness as well. And it's, it's a deeper team than it was last year, than what he had last year, when it was only maybe a, a seven-man rotation at, at best, especially with Cam Jones being in and out of the lineup uh, throughout the season because of an injury. Uh, but it, the, the Bulldogs also have tremendous balance. Uh, Corral Akings leads the team with 11.5 points a game. Maddox Scruber, 11.2. Luke Levan 7.1, John Edom 6.7, but almost any any of these guys can score, as, as we saw a couple weeks ago when they played Muhlenberg. Um, it, you know, that night, Coral Akings took over, scored 23, Maddox Gruber 12, John Edom 8, Cam Zullinger 6, and they got a big contributions from different guys in the fourth quarter in their comeback right. and in overtime. Right, because the guy that we knew about and Wilson knew about and other teams knew about was Maddox Gruber because he's been a part of the rotation for the Bulldogs since he's a freshman. He's now a junior, and he has played exceptional basketball for the Bulldogs, and he's the guy for the Bulldogs that they knew about going in. And then the question becomes, would a secondary scorer step up and other complementary scorers step up? And as you said, we saw that in Carell Akings in the game against Muhlenberg. He was exceptional in that game. Matt Coldren thinks that that should be the norm for Carell Akings. He just hasn't seen that be consistent, but we know it's there. Well, he hopes that he gets his um, f- his basketball legs right. after after playing the uh, the football season for the Wilson Bulldogs. And we saw it against Muhlenberg two weeks ago. Um, really made a difference Uh in that game against the Mules, the Mules play very aggressive defense, attacking defense, and Akings came up with a lot of big baskets. Uh, I think he, Matt Cauldron would like to see Correll kind of t- be more confident, have more confidence. He said he, he's struggling a little bit with his shot in the last two games. 
uh, we'll see that tonight. And the other one that Matt Colgin really likes to talk about, even though you will not notice it based on the box score that shows up in the morning paper, and that is Tom McFadden, a guy who is absolutely a guy who just does a lot of the little things for the Bulldogs. Again, you look at it, and he's averaging five points per game. He, he missed the first few games of the season with an ankle injury. When we saw them against Muhlenberg, he said he was about 80%. So, obviously, that's another couple of weeks healthier. And so, as a result of that, we expect to see even more production from Tom McFadden as this January rolls forward. McFadden made a monstrous play at the end of regulation, tipped away an inbounds pass with Muhlenberg uh, having a chance to win the game uh, and prevent overtime. But McFadden made a leaping deflection. Game goes to overtime, and and, uh, Wilson won. So, yeah, they, they, they really can use him at full strength. Uh, I'm assuming by now, two weeks later, that he is at full strength. We'll find out tonight as as he plays. The other guy who doesn't – we weren't sure was going to be with him tonight is Tommy Hunsaker. Right. Matt had told us that he was going on a school trip, and we thought it was after the first of the year. Well, it's not until Monday. So Tom, Tommy Hunsaker is here tonight, and even though he doesn't score many points, he's a very much a stabilizing force – um, with Wilson just having three seniors on the roster. And uh, I, I know Matt Coldren is very happy that he's here tonight at Geigel Complex. Yeah, he says he's kind of the stabilizer on the field. He's the guy who just – he's the quarterback on the football team, and, and so that's kind of somewhat of a role that he plays in terms of a leadership kind of foot player on the basketball floor. And Tommy Hunsinger was just named to the first, to the first team All-State in the 6A football selection. So you kind of get that impression – from what he gives to you, but a guy who will play defense and he will get the assignment of guarding Yadiel Cruz when this game tips off. We'll take a timeout and we will talk about Yadiel Cruz and the Reading High Red Knights when we come back to the Geigel. Again, tonight, it's Wilson and Reading High live on 830 AM WEU in Reading. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit Redner'sMarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at Redner'sMarkets.com. Pennsylvania athletes, families, and fans, UECU invites you to enjoy their low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, members' rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Buzzing. Get started online at UECU.org or stop by their branch in Why I'm Missing on Meridian Boulevard. That's UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit UECU.org slash checking to learn more. Welcome back to Reading High School alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool. As our pregame show continues tonight from the Geigel, getting you ready for Wilson and Reading High. We talked about the Bulldogs. Let's talk about the home team, the Red Knights. And I mentioned this before, and we talked about this in our postgame show on Tuesday night. Reading High not only uncharacteristically losing a game here at the Geigel, obviously a lot more wins than losses here at the Geigel Complex since its inception back in the early 1970s. However, not too many Berks County teams come in here and get wins, and a very few of them get double-digit wins, and Exeter ultimately gets a 
79 to a 55 victory when it's all said and done. So a 24-point victory for the Eagles. And we talked about in the postgame show, it'll be interesting to see how the Red Knights respond to that loss. Yeah, Francis Camara told us that they, the Red Knights had a terrific practice yesterday uh, with just you know one practice to prepare for this game against the, the Bulldogs. Um, he said he wasn't hard on the kids. He said he tried to lift them up. Um, there were things that they, he felt that they were just a step off. They didn't felt like they got stagnant on offense beginning in, in the third quarter against Exeter. Didn't finish plays. Um, he also feels that their leading scorer, Yadiel Cruz, who had 18 points but shot just 6 for 16, is pressing a little bit, feeling maybe the pressure of being the guy. Um, you could see how Exeter defended him, surrounded him with two, sometimes three, def- three people. Um, so that's going to be something to watch, too, tonight. How does Cruz handle the double teams that are certainly going to come from the Bulldogs and, and finding the open man? The problem is Redding had struggled to hit outside shots after the first quarter. Um, Jeremiah Kamara had, I think, uh, nine points in the first quarter, including a three. And after that, he didn't make a field goal. So they, they need somebody like Kamara or maybe Wesley Rosario, who's not known for his shooting, maybe to step up here offensively and take some pressure off Cruz. Yeah, talking about what we were talking about with Wilson and finding a secondary scorer, that's what the Red Knights are certainly looking for. And, again, they're they're also, as we said, missing a member of their rotation in Nick Chapman. He suffered the injury uh, to the orbital bone in uh, in his right eye um, prior, excuse me, his left eye. That happened to him in the the Red Knight Holiday Tournament in the game against Liberty. It was kind of a stray elbow that he took right to the – to the temple area and so he's going to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks they are hoping that they are going to get him back in a couple of weeks but they miss kind of his tempo setting on the defensive side he does average 10 almost 11 points per game so he does give them a spark offensively although he's not somebody you would consider a necessarily a dynamic offensive player he's going to get a lot of scrap points but again you're missing that from a team that it needs to find a little bit more on the offensive side. Matt Coltrane was here Tuesday night and, and was scouting, and he said he felt that Redding really missed Nick Chapman's defense against the Eagles because Exeter hit 13 to 23 shots from three-point range, and he felt that Chapman probably would have made at least somewhat of a difference. I don't know about a 24-point difference, <laughs> but, he, but he said he certainly he could see that the Red Knights missed Nick. Yeah, when, when it's all said and done, and you look at what happened on Tuesday night, and obviously we were here to witness it, and there's a lot of things you can take out of that. But one of the things that jumps out to me is not necessarily the point difference, but the point total. Exeter dropped 79 points on a Reading High basketball team. Not a whole lot of teams can do that. So the question becomes, is, is it just Exeter is really that good, or is Reading High's defense less than what it needs to be? Well, we talked about the Red Knights giving up 90 points to Central York in their season opener and how Francis Kamara said it made his temperature rise (laughs) a lot. Um, It it is becoming a trend. I mean, we're here nine games into the season, and in six of those games, the Red Knights have allowed at least 61 points. So it's an issue. Um, It's an issue. They have to tighten things up defensively. I mean, there's no question. Exeter had several open looks, especially from three-point range in that fourth quarter. And especially in the name of Brady Murray. Yeah, and I mean, this is a place in the Geigel complex that a lot of 
visiting three-point shooters go to die. They don't make the shots here at the Geigel that they might make in other gyms, but the Exeter Eagles certainly did. And honestly, that's kind of what Coach Camaro was kind of looking at it as, is like, look, we gave them shots, and they didn't miss them. So hats off to them for knocking down the open shots, and you have to take them at, at seeing it that because to Exeter's credit, they did make the shots when they had the shots, and so that's how you beat Reading, and that's how you drop 79 on the Red Knights, but they are giving up around 63 points per game. You look at some of those games, and, you know, when it's an, when it's an Imhotep, it's one thing, but it's another thing when some others who are, are, are dropping those points. But his concern, because my, my question to him was, based on that, are you worried or concerned about, like, the first couple of minutes of this game, that if Wilson gets up on top of you, that your kids might start to reel back a little bit? And he said, no, I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about the third quarter. The third quarter coming out of the locker room has been more of a problem for us, and it got him again on Thursday against Exeter. Right. Exeter outscored the Red Knights 24-10 to 10 in the third quarter to take command of the game. And then Redding was scrambling, had a mini run early in the fourth quarter before Exeter regained control. Um, I mean, I I think it was stunning to me. A 24-point loss is a 24-point loss on your home court, no less. And it's at least 18 years since a Berks County opponent defeated Redding by 24 points. Wilson did it once uh, with Stevie Mitchell, beat them by 23. But no other team has beaten no other county team has been right. Reading by 24 points in the last 18 years. Yeah, and I went back when you told me that. I went back and looked at that 2021 season just to look at the scores because that's the season in which the Red Knights and the, the, the Bulldogs squared off against one another four times. And that was the first one in December here at the Geigel. And Reading High got closer and closer to each one. And ultimately, and in the district championship game, Wilson won that one by, by two points and ultimately – uh, again, those two teams were still alive. That was the season of COVID in which the this, this, this season got shut down. But early on in the season, Stevie Mitchell and Wilson won that game by 23, but the Red Knights got better and better, and Francis Camara can only hope the similar scenario happens here for the Red Knights. Again, they're 5-4. and four, They're 1-1 one and one in the division. The entire season is very much still in front of them. But with a game tonight against Wilson, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Our game next week on Tuesday night will be at Muhlenberg. So the Red Knights will be at Muhlenberg on Tuesday night. So the schedule maker says, Redding High, let's test you early and see what you got when they give you games against Exeter, then Wilson, and then Muhlenberg. So we'll see how things materialize for the Red Knights tonight and going into the beginning of next week. They've enjoyed some success against Wilson in the last couple of years. They've won seven straight against the Bulldogs and, and I'm sure Francis Camara is uh, hoping that carries over tonight. <laughs> Let's take a look now at our keys to the game, and they're brought to you by REMAX real estate agent Phil Macaronis. If you're buying or selling a home, Phil Macaronis is a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame with over 20 years of experience providing countless buyers and sellers keys to their real estate transactions. Call 610-670-2770 and ask for Phil Macaronis for the keys to buying and selling your home. Again, tonight it's Wilson and Rudding High, and Rich Garcella has his keys to tonight's basketball game. Let's, let's start with the visiting Wilson Bulldogs. They must defend, especially in transition, cannot allow the Red Knights easy baskets. The Wilson defense is right around what it was last year, allowing just 46.0 points a game. They also have to finish around the rim when they get chances inside. And thirdly, make open looks from the outside 
Exeter is a much better three-point shooting team than Wilson. Tonight it'll be interesting to see how many outside shots the Bulldogs take and how many they make. For the Reading High Red Knights, the home team, Francis Camaro wants to pressure the shooters and make them uncomfortable. They didn't do a very good job of that against the Exeter shooters two nights ago, but they're going to give it another shot tonight against the Bulldogs. They also, Francis also wants them to keep their composure, and he didn't say it, but I think he implied the fact that they, he felt that the Red Knights lost their poise Tuesday night, especially in the second half. And the other thing is controlling tempo. Wilson is more of a half-court team than Redding. They want to, Redding wants to increase the pace, push the pace, run every chance they get. I want to bring up two guys to add kind of to the, to the keys from my perspective, and that's two guys who are kind of fly under the radar a little bit, one from each side. For the Red Knights, it's Malik Osumato. Exeter was able to kind of sag off of him a little bit. That's part of what they did with the defense. We were talking to kind of a, a little bit of an amoeba because of the different looks it was giving Redding High. Matt Colgin considered it a matchup zone, and, and I think that's exactly what it was. But Reese Garvin was basically able to kind of let Osumano roam free, and Osumano didn't make him pay. Malik has been a big piece of this program now, and this is his second year and as a senior. He has the ability. He dropped 12 on a good Cardinal O'Hara team in the Red Knight championship game at the holiday tournament that's what they need from him maybe not 12 points but they need something from him on the offensive side and if even if that becomes just something on tips on offensive rebounds something along those lines and on the flip side of that is luke levan for wilson matt coldron was effusive in his praise for him before the muhlenberg game we didn't see a whole lot from luke levan that night but he talked about his work ethic and how much he gives to them. But at 6'4", he's really the size for the Bulldogs and needs to neutralize, whether it be Osamano or more likely Yadio Cruz, off the glass for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I think rebounding, as, as it was Tuesday night, is going to be critical. Wilson also has to keep Yadio Cruz off the offensive glass. Exeter did a tremendous job of that. He didn't get many second opportunities at all. And that's the same thing with Osamano. Osamano has great length. Keep, they need to keep him off the offensive glass. And at the other end, LeVan has terrific size. And if Redding doesn't box him out, Wilson's going to get more second chances. So I, I, I think keeping each team off the offensive glass is going to be key tonight. Let's take a look at our starting lineups as they're being introduced here at the Geigel Complex. Ours are brought to you by UECU. Utilities employees work hard every day to keep our communities powered and connected. Utilities employees credit union has been serving them and their families with everything from mortgages to auto loans to savings for college. And now UECU wants to be there for you. Pennsylvania residents can now join UECU through their association with PACC. Visit UECU.org to get started. Federally insured by the NCUA, equal housing opportunity lender. For the Bulldogs, again, coached by one of their own in Matt Coldren. He's a product of Wilson High School, graduate of 1990, and now in his 23rd season, leading his alma mater. And again, at 399 and 190, as tonight's game begins, Maddox Ruber, 5'10", junior, will be the point guard, with John Edom, 5'10", and a junior on one wing, and and Carell Akings, 5'10", and a sophomore on the other. The forwards for the Bulldogs, 6'1", senior Tommy Hunsinger, and the aforementioned 6'4", junior in Luke LeVan. Red Knights are also coached by one of their own, Francis Camaro, a product of Reading High School, and obviously now in his first season since taking over for Rick Perez. And the Red Knights will go with Malik Osamano, 6'5", and a senior, and Yadiel Cruz, 6'2", and a senior inside. The guards, Daquan Burgess, 5'10", and a senior. The coach's son, Jeremiah Camaro, 5'9", and a freshman 
and Wesley Rosario, six foot and a sophomore, is the point guard for the Red Knights. And that is the starting five for the two. And we will have the tip-off when we come back to the Geigel Complex right after this, live on WEU in Redding. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. Hi, I'm Mark Hummel. Consider pre-planning. It saves your family the burden and costs. Planning ahead has you pay today's prices versus the future. Save now or end up paying more later. Call us to discuss prepayment options. The Cramp Hummel Funeral Home, Center Park Reading, next to the Burke's History Center, across from St. Margaret's Catholic Church. We've been here for over 100 years, and we'll be here for over 100 more. 610 375 Four three three seven. Bad hair day? Bad day at the office? Bad day behind the wheel? Hey, stuff happens, even to the best of us. At least your car insurance rate doesn't have to take a hit. Get Erie Rate Lock from Erie Insurance. Gives you a great rate that stays put until you change a car, driver, or your address. Plus, seriously good service. Now that's something to smile about. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Dairy Rate Lock does not guarantee continued insurance coverage and is not available in all states. Welcome back to the Geigel. It is tip-off time. Brought to you by Chick-fil-A of Exeter, Fifth Street Highway, and Broadcasting Square. Feeding and serving high school sports athletes and coaches. For almost 40 years, the Bulldogs in there visiting red with a white trim. And the Red Knights, the home team here at the Geigel in the white with the red and black trim. Our three-man officiating crew, Troy Lister, Tim Negrini, and Rich Rodriguez in position. As the Red Knights now come from the huddle. Last words from head coach Francis Camaro, and we are about to get underway. Wilson at 8-2, Reading High at 5-4. Division rolling and getting just started in divisional play, and it starts to heat up in with a whole lot of intensity now. Bulldogs at 2-0 so far in Division 1, Reading High at 1-1. And, and the Red Knights, uh, the Bulldogs win the tip as LeVan tipped it right to Maddox Gruber, who took it right to the hole, and the Red Knights kind of trailing a little bit, had to... Fortunately for them, knock it out of Gruber's hands before shot off, and it will be out of bounds and stay Bulldog basketball. Hunsinger in the inbounds, finds LeVan off the backdoor screen, and Luke LeVan on the board first for Wilson. It's 2-0 Bulldogs. Very nice set by Matt, Matt Cauldron, first inbounds play. Easy layup. So the Red Knights now with it. They'll dump it inside for Osumano. Osumano goes right at LeVan, blocked and fouled. So unlike what happened on a Tuesday night against Exeter, Malik Osamano shows some aggressiveness to the basket on the first touch. Yeah, Malik Osamano didn't get a shot off in the first quarter and, and took only five all night and ended up scoring three points Tuesday night. Very aggressive from the start here. And picks up the first foul of the basketball game on Luke Levan. And at the free throw line, Malik Osamano shooting two for the Red Knights makes the first. He is a 71% free throw shooter and makes both for that matter. And he's averaging 7.3 points per game. So as we said, he does have the ability to be a contributing factor 
for the Red Knights. Just wasn't able to do so on Tuesday. But he gets the first two to get the Red Knights even now at 2-2, 30 seconds into the basketball game. Key matchup early. Jeremiah Kamara draws Maddox Kruver in Redding's man-to-man. Hunsinger and Levan try to go for a give-and-go. It's too hot to handle for Hunsinger. Ends up in Gruber's hands. He drives, partially blocked. Levan with a putback. No good. His third opportunity is no good. Maddox Gruber with another rebound and a kick out to eat him for three. That's no good. Four shots for the Bulldogs. They come up empty, and the Red Knights have it back. Rosario in the open floor drives off balanced shot. Not there, but Adiel Cruz tips it home, and the Red Knights lead. Poor job of boxing out by the Bulldogs there. They don't want that to happen too often tonight. Cruz with the putback. No pressure for the most part by the Red Knights. A little bit of token pressure as Daquan Burgess will guard Maddox Gruber as he takes it across half court. Red Knights on top for the first time at 4-2. A minute and 15 seconds in. John Edom drives, wanted to kick it to Hunsinger in the back door, but lost the handle. Hunsinger comes out to the right wing to get it. Now to Gruber, now back to Edom in the paint. Kick out, Hunsinger alone in the corner for three is short. And Daquan Burgess gathers the rebound for the Red Knights. Quickly up ahead, Rosario to Osumano, back to Rosario in the paint. Count the bucket and a foul. It hung on the rim for a couple of seconds. And Wesley Rosario was kind of waving at it a little bit like, come on, fall through. It does, and he draws the foul, a chance for a three-point play. Well, here in the first 90 seconds or so, Bob, no sign of the Red Knights sulking. They came, they've come out <laughs> very aggressive, attacking at both ends of the floor. So Tommy Hunsinger picks up the foul, and his first puts Rosario at the free throw line, and he misses it. So it's a 6-2 advantage for the Red Knights. Gruber has it now in the corner, guarded by Yadiel Cruz in a switch-up defensively. Again, the Red Knights will switch off on all screens. Rosario guarding Levan underneath. Edom within in the corner, skip pass now to left wing. Gruber, hefty three, is short, and Osumano has the rebound. Kick out up ahead for Yadiel Cruz. Cruz will go right at Gruber and run him over. That's going to be an offensive foul called against Yadiel Cruz. And right back, the ball goes to the Bulldogs. First turnover of the night by either team. Gruber did a nice job drawing the charge. So the Red Knights commit the foul from Cruz, and at 5.56 left to go in the first quarter, it's running six, Wilson two, Bulldogs have it back. And Gruber, Edom, Akings, who has not yet touched the ball for the Bulldogs, Hunsinger and Levan, the five on the floor. Now Akings has it at the top. He touches it, turns and shoots, and buries a three. Nice look by Gruber. Great cut by Akings coming off the high screen. Terrell Akings knocks down his 12th three of the season, pulls the Bulldogs within one. Now Osumana goes inside, lost the handle on it. Red Knights turn it over in transition. Akings wrap around for Levan, baby hook for two, and the Bulldogs are back up on top. Great ball movement on the fast break by the Bulldogs. Levan with the layup. Matt Coldren always tell you that his teams will run when they have the opportunity. They did there. Rosario knifes his way inside for a two. That's some of the offense that I'm sure Francis Camaro would like to see from his sophomore point guard. Red Knights back on top as a result. They leave Hunsinger alone for three on the other side, and Tommy Hunsinger knocks down the three. Timeout on the floor as the Bulldogs regain the lead. A couple of three balls for Wilson here in this first quarter, and a timeout for the Red Knights with 4.56 left to go in the first quarter. We'll be back to the Geigel after this with Redding trailing Wilson 10-8. Hi, this is Mike Kuhn with Kuhn Funeral Home. We are proud to announce four convenient locations to serve you. Kuhn Funeral Home in West Reading and Temple, Berkey and Driscoll in Hamburg, 
and Worker Troutman in Pottstown. Compassionate professional service while working cohesively as a team is what sets our family business apart. Thank you for believing in us, and we promise to always be there for you. Ten to eight, Wilson retakes the lead here. We've had a couple lead changes already, four lead changes in this basketball game. But the Bulldogs with a couple of trips, a three by Carell Akings, a transition opportunity, and then a three by Tommy Hunsinger, and a little bit of deja vu perhaps for Francis Camaro and the Red Knights from what they saw on Tuesday and the timeout for Reddick. Yeah, he they gave up way too many uncontested threes against Exeter, and, and as he called timeout, he went over and talked very uh, – quickly to Daquan Burgess I guess he did, felt like he didn't get out quick enough on Hunsinger three from the corner so it's 10-8 Bulldogs on top Daquan Burgess tries to match that with a three of his own is tipped around back to Yadiel Cruz kicks it back left wing for Camaro his three is no good bounces high off the top of the backboard and Levan pulls down the rebound Tommy McFadden now on the floor for the Bulldogs at the stoppage Hunsinger with it on the right side Swings it around for Gruber, and now to McFadden in the left corner, trying to get by Camaro. He ties him up, locks it loose. The ball's still loose. Both bodies are on the floor, still loose on the floor, and eventually Gruber pulls it away. Gruber drives into five different Red Knights surrounding him and draws a foul. Really nice job of Maddox Gruber getting the loose ball and driving through traffic and then getting the foul. Yeah, the question's going to be which one. <laughs> yeah. There were a bunch of Red Knights around looks like, him. Looks like and it was Rosario, Rosario who gets called for the foul. It'll be his first and the team's second, putting Maddox Gruber at the free throw line where he's looking for his first points of the game. Junior averaging 11.2 points per game. Leads the team in threes as well with 14 and a great foul shooter at 76%. And makes the first on that. Now Hunsinger will come out and Cam Zulinger, six-foot junior, will check in for the first time. And Nico Sosa, who is a spark plug for Redding Tuesday night, checks in for the Red Knights. Nico Soso with a career high of 12 against the Eagles as Gruber's second is no good. Osumano has the rebound. So it's 11-8 Bulldogs on top, 4-10 to go. Rosario up ahead, Yadiel Cruz underneath the basket, too far under to do anything. Kicks it out to Osumano, now to the corner to Sosa. Swing it back for Rosario to the corner for Yadiel Cruz, but I believe he may have stepped out of bounds. Nope. It was a foul away from it. Let me. Looks like it might be on Cam Sullinger. So Zulinger picking up the foul, his first team's third. And so the Red Knights will keep it. Into Osumano, kickback for Camaro. Osumano will pop up for three in a corner. That's an air ball right to Yadiel Cruz on the far side. Back up with the follow, and it gets wedged between the rim and the backboard. And that'll be a jump ball, and they'll go to the possession arrow, which will keep it, fortunately, for running high to their favor. Wilson playing zone here. Matt Cauldron said he was going to mix up the defenses quite a bit. Looks like they're in a 2-3. also want to correct myself. Adonis Fleming is the third official. There's an air ball for Camaro on a three. Flat, uh, McFadden with a rebound outlet to Gruber, who flies the basket. Not there. And it's rebounded by Yadiel Cruz. The long arm of Osumana may have redirected Gruber a little bit. To Rosario, wrap around back to Cruz, who missed the shot inside. Battle for the rebound, and Cruz comes away with it and misses another. Levan has it and pulls it away. Up ahead for Akings, and a bad pass by Akings. Gruber dies, and a turnover for Wilson. Just their first. Yeah. Yadiel Cruz had a couple opportunities there. Wilson's defense, interior defense, just surrounded him, 
he couldn't finish, had two chances there. Chris Del Hunsinger now will check in. The 6'2 junior will check in, and LeVan will come out. Chris Del, the younger brother of Tommy Hunsinger, with 3'12 left to go in the first quarter. Wilson is still on top, 11-8. Rosario, Osumano, and Rosario actually dragged a pivot foot. Careless turnover there for the Red Knights with no real defensive pressure around him. Rosario just kind of hesitated and tra- drags the pivot foot, and the Red Knights will give it back. McFadden, Gruber, Akings, and Zulinger and Hunsinger, Christo Hunsinger, that is, the five on the floor right now for Wilson. Hunsinger from the high post, now turns and faces Yadiel Cruz, looking for somebody, gives it up now for McFadden, hounded by Rosario, and McFadden with a careless play. He turns it back, so a couple of unforced errors back and back-to-back as John Edom now will check back in for Wilson. Corral Akings comes out, 2.50 to go in the first. It's Still 11-8, Wilson on top. Camaro now handling the basketball, gives it up in the corner for Rosario. Freshman Camaro and a sophomore in Rosario. In for Cruz on the post-up, guarded by McFadden, slapped it away from him. And now they'll give it back to Rosario to reset. Cruz comes out, sets a screen for him. Rosario goes the other way, and are up and around, little Euro step, and Wesley Rosario picking up the pace offensively in the first quarter for running high. Yeah, he's, he's done a nice job attacking the rim. Pretty move. Eurostep is the best way to describe that, Bob. You're right. And we talked about him on Tuesday. That he's pretty much of a pass-first kind of guy, but he's been more aggressive to finish off inside. He's got six of the Red Knights' ten. Red Knights behind 11-10 with Wilson having the basketball two minutes to go. Camaro down on the floor, shaking up a little bit. Now he gets back up. Kick out for McFadden. Top of the key for three is no good. Tipped around, still loose on the floor, and eventually Nico Sosa picks it up for the Red Knights, and he wants to go. In the open floor, Sosa pushes up ahead, finds Cruz underneath. Cruz lays it in, and the Red Knights are back up on top. Pretty pass by Nico Sosa. He had a, an, a real nice one a, a minute or so ago, but Cruz couldn't finish. That time, Cruz scores. Four for Cruz, and the Red Knights are back up 12-11, and McFadden just dribbled it off his foot, and another unforced turnover for Wilson. As the Bulldogs will give it back with 134 left to go in the quarter. Now McFadden will come out and Tommy Hunsinger will check back in. With Wilson now down a point, 12-11 and Redding High getting the basketball. Francis Kamara, excuse me, I did that a couple times the other night. Jeremiah Kamara will come out with attention from his dad, the head coach. And into the game comes Xavier Beatty, 6'3 junior. Top of the key three, Rosario off the mark. And Tommy Hunsinger has the rebound for Redding High. Rosario far far more aggressive offensively than he was the other night. Gruber with a look inside for Edom, but he's too far underneath the basket to do anything for it. Now the Bulldogs will kick it back and reset. Right wing is Tommy Hunsinger. Nobody underneath. Hunsinger looking for somebody to cut to the basket. Tries to give it up for Gruber. Poked away by Rosario. Almost a backcourt violation. Bulldogs close to turning it over. Regained possession. Gruber inside to Hunsinger, but it's blocked by Rosario. Out of bounds. It'll be still Wilson basketball. Yeah, Redding really rotating its defense very well, getting one or two guys around the basketball. Hunsinger had a chance, but that chance closed very quickly. So the Bulldogs inbound. They find Cam Zulinger, who nice between the defense. Another nice inbound play for the Bulldogs leads to a layup. Yeah, Tommy Hunsinger with the inbound pass and the assist. Wilson back up on top, 13-12. As a result, first field goal for Zulinger. Side of now 30 seconds to go in the first quarter. It's been a seesaw affair through the first eight minutes. 
Beatty gives it up for Sosa. Long three for Nico Sosa is a long rebound. Tipped around, still loose on the floor, and kicked out of bounds by Sosa. It'll go back to the Bulldogs with 20 seconds left to go in the quarter. And Matt Colgin will get Karel Akings back on the floor. And Francis Kamara will get Jeremiah Kamara back on the floor as well. Little offensive and defensive substitutions, no doubt, here for Wilson and Redding High with 20 seconds to go in the quarter. Red Knights now expand the defense a little bit more to full court to eat up some time as Akings takes it across half court. Gets it to the high post for Zulinger. Skip pass for Gruber. It's a long three for Maddox Gruber, and it's well short. Offensive rebound by Tommy Hunsinger. Kicks it back to Akings to the basket. No good. Redding has the rebound, and they will not get a shot off to end the first quarter. An excellent eight minutes of basketball. If you like a back-and-forth affair, six different lead changes. Sends Wilson to the lead after one. The Bulldogs 13, the Red Knights 12. More from the Geigel on 830 a.m. WEU Redding after this. Honey, can you turn up the thermostat? I did turn it up. Well, what's wrong with it? I'm freezing. Can I be of service? When winter weather strikes, when your furnace is struggling, and your thermostat can do nothing about it, one man will be by your side, fighting for truth, justice, and glorious heat in every room. What's the meaning of this? I'm the H.L. Bowman. Bowman. I I know. You have your own choir, apparently. Well, did you know that the furnace technicians at H.L. Bowman can repair your underperforming furnace so it finally delivers what your thermostat tells it to do? So it's not the thermostat's fault? No, ma'am. Hey, Bowman, can I keep this cool arrow? Yes, sir. The H.L. Bowman Visit hlbowman.com. Welcome back to the Geico Complex alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool. Dog fight through the first eight minutes between Wilson and Redding High. The Bulldogs on top 13-12. to 12. Neither team had more than a four-point lead in that first quarter with the Red Knights getting on top at 1.6-2. to two. But six different lead changes, and the last one sending the Bulldogs the lead at the end of the first quarter. And Wilson starts with a basketball as we start quarter number two on top again, 13-12. Luke LeVan back out on the floor for the Bulldogs. Hands it off to Gruber, right back to LeVan with that little baby hook for two. LeVan with a fast six points in this one for the Bulldogs. Yadiel Cruz getting a rest on the Reading bench. LeVan takes advantage of it and scores inside. 15-12 now, the Bulldogs on top. Matches their largest lead. Swinging around, it's Wesley Rosario, Jeremiah Kamara, Malik Osumano, Nico Sosa, and Xavier Beatty on the floor. Beatty flies the basket off the pass from Rosario. No good, but a foul on the play. And this one, I believe, is going to be against the Red Knights on a push-off. It's on Nico Sosa. That'll be his first. And the first foul of the second quarter. Again, five fouls on the fifth foul of each quarter. You send your opponent to the line in a two-shot penalty for the remainder of the quarter. The one and one is no more in high school basketball. Tommy Hunsinger from the left wing. Inside for LeVan. Posting up against Osumano. Skip pass instead for Akings. Akings, a little turnaround in the paint. Not there. Loose basketball is gathered up by Wesley Rosario and the Red Knights. Rosario with his head up the up floor. Little stutter step move. Kicks it back instead for Sosa. And now the Red Knights will reset. Not for long as Sosa drives into the double team. Kicks it back but a foul. No, I thought it, oh, they stopped as if I thought there was a whistle. We are a bit One removed. Of the officials looked like he was going to make a call, but 
Everybody kind of stopped, and I assumed there was a whistle, but there was not. Tipped in the backcourt. Edom almost got a steal, but Xavier Beatty regathers it for the Red Knights. Sosa drives. He got tied up by Akings in a traveling violation as a result. Great defense there by Carell Akings to force the turnover. Number four for the Red Knights, and a chance now for the Bulldogs to add to a three-point lead. Yeah, Reading offensively looks very different with Yadiel Cruz sitting on the bench resting. Where will that offense come from without the 20 points per game from Yadiel Cruz? In the corner, of three by Akings, not there. Long rebound is Sosa, and again, Sosa wants to go up the floor quickly to Osumano, try to go baseline behind Camaro and out of bounds. Actually, that was Beatty who threw that pass, and another turnover, back-to-back turnovers for the Red Knights, and that quickly, Yadiel Cruz is back on the floor. Yeah, I think Francis Camara had seen enough back-to-back turnovers, and uh, before this lead gets get, game gets away from the Red Knights, he puts Yadiel Cruz back in along with uh, Daquan Burgess. So with a 6-10 now left to go in the half, Wilson again with the basketball and a three-point lead. Gruber right side for Akings, right in front of the Red Knight bench. He's double-teamed, looking for somebody to break open. Finally finds LeVan, looked for the back door. It was closed, and Sosa picked his pocket. Nico Sosa back the other way, drives the hole, missed it. And the rebound, good hustle by LeVan to come down with a rebound. Here come the Bulldogs in the open floor. Maddox Gruber from one end to the other for two. Great fast break by Wilson. Take, they score in transition with Redding late getting back on defense. First bucket, first field goal for Maddox Gruber at a five-point lead now for Wilson at 17-12. Matches the... Largest lead for either side as Kamara drives. The ball tipped out of bounds. It was last touched by Carell Akings. So it's out of bounds, and it stays Redding High basketball. Two substitutions for Wilson. Senior Kevin Twyford, 5'10", and a guard will check into the game. And Michael Glover, 6'1", freshman, will check into the game. Glover was a starter on, on the defensive side for the Bulldogs on football and could be a major help for Wilson as an extra big body inside. As he posts like he, up down low. Yeah, he's, got, he's guarding Osumano down low right now. Red Knights get it to Osumano, then he kicks it back for Rosario, who goes right at Glover and draws the foul. So Wesley Rosario, again, remains the aggressor on the offensive side. That's not unusual, but he's looking to finish tonight more so than to dish, and he's going to the free throw line now to shoot two. As Glover picks up the foul, and that's his first. Rosario at the free throw line earlier missed one attempt. He's trying to finish off a three-point play, but he makes the first of two here. Sophomore, eight, excuse me, nine out of 12 now on the free throw line as he steps in. Average 6.1 points per game. He had a career high in this season of 13 in the first round win of the Red Knight Holiday Tournament against Bethlehem Liberty. He goes two for two here. He's got eight already. And the Red Knights are now within three at 17-14 with 5-14 left to go in the half. Aikings, half-court trap here by the Red Knights. Huntinger and Akings get it across half-court for Twyford. Kick out for Edom. Back to Twyford. Left elbow wide open. It's in and out. Rebound on the floor is picked up by Wesley Rosari on the Red Knights. Chance for Redding to cut it to one or tie it with a three. Inside of five minutes left to go in the half. To Osumano, back to Rosario, cuts the basket and counted for two. Very nice look by Osumano. Again, as you said, Rosario looking to score tonight. Didn't do that as much Tuesday night against Exeter. So the give and go between Rosario and Osumano works perfectly as Rosario finishes, and he's in double figures. And the Red Knights are within one at 17-16 with 4.30 still left to go in the half. 
Twyford had an open shot on Wilson's last possession, just went in and out. And that's the difference between tonight and Tuesday night. Exeter was making those kinds of shots. Bulldogs showing some patience here with Glover coming to the high post. Now Aking swings it around for Twyford in the corner. Nothing on the low blocks. Back to Aking's on the wing, guarded by Kamara. Backs him down, turn around, and a nice back down and finish by Carell Aking's in the paint. Yeah, he'd been struggling a little bit offensively. That quickly, Malik Osumano scores inside, and now a timeout for the Bulldogs. Comes with 3.56 left to go in half number one, and the Red Knights score quickly on the other end. Timeout, Wilson, a 30-second timeout. When we come back to the guy, go, it's 19-18. Wilson on top after this. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com. We're halfway through the second quarter. Well, technically, we are just past that. 3.56 left to go in this one. And it's been kind of what you expect to see from a Wilson-Redding high game. It's a struggle. It's a defensive tussle most cases, but it's always usually a pretty tight basketball game. And it's 19-18 with Wilson having the basketball following the timeout. 19-18 Bulldogs, that is. Tommy Hunsinger, Kevin Twyford. Michael Glover, Maddox Gruber, Carell Aikings, the five on the floor still for Wilson. Redding. Same five that was on the floor before that timeout. Yeah, Redding goes man-to-man -man coming out of the timeout. They had used a half-court trap of two or three possessions before that. Wilson showing some patience here as Cruz comes out chasing Tommy Hunsinger out near half-court. Swinging around now to the corner for Gruber. Gruber wants to go baseline. Nothing but Red Knights around him. Kicks it back for Aikings. Try to get it to Glover, too hot to handle. Wilson turns it over. Red Knights with a chance to take the lead on the other end. Tommy Hunsinger runs into Daquan Burgess. Burgess was putting on the brakes, and Hunsinger just kind of ran him over. So that'll be the second on Hunsinger and the second on the Bulldogs in quarter number two. And have play out of bounds now for Redding High underneath their bucket. Luke LeVan will check back in now for Wilson. Tommy McFadden also back in for the Bulldogs. McFadden now with Hunsinger on the bench with two fouls. McFadden is guarding Cruz. Inbounds for Cruz, whose step back three is way off the mark, and Levan gathers it up. So a couple of air balls from three so far in this half for the Red Knights, who still are down by a point with three minutes left to go in the first half. McFadden, Cam Zulinger also into the game for the Bulldogs. They exchange the basketball with one another on the left side. Kick back for Akings, guarded by Burgess. Burgess in his grill. Akings kicks it back for McFadden out of Gruber. Gruber with a drive and a foul as Francis Camaro tried to get the strip as Gruber Jeremiah. went up. That'll be a foul. Excuse me, I did it again. <laughs> Jeremiah Camaro. It's his first on Jeremiah. He's going to give him a complex. So Maddox Gruber back to the free throw line. It was one for two in the first quarter. Gruber with three points so far. And a chance to add to that here with two shots. Nico Sosa now will check back in for the Red Knights. And Burgess will take a breather. 2.41 still left to go in the first half. Maddox Gruber about to shoot a second free throw. And that's perfect as well. 
four and a quarter, five in the game now for Gruber. And the Bulldog lead is three, 21-18. Rosario and Osumano again playing catch on the outside. Now they'll swing it back for Cruz, trying to drive and in against McFadden. Kick out Osumano for three is well off the mark again. And Zulinger with a rebound. Outlet up ahead for Akings. Correll Akings, a little Euro step move of his own, but it's blocked out of bounds by Cruz. It'll stay Bulldog basketball. The Red Knights really scuffling from distance in this one. Not only not making threes, they are well offline with their threes. Zulinger on the inbound is left alone for three, and he buries it. On cue, Bulldogs add on the three-point mark, and they have their largest lead at six. Yeah, again, a wide-open three. I'm sure that's not something that Francis Camaro would like. There were too many of them the other night. I think there's been too many of them tonight. Just Wilson hasn't been able to connect as often. Three threes, however, made by Wilson. Here's Sosa and Cruz. They try to go and give on their go on their own, and Zulinger strips it away. Turnover for the Red Knights, their third of the quarter, and a chance for the Bulldogs now to add to a six-point advantage. 145 to go. Gruber for Akings, another open three. This one spins out, and Yadiel Cruz has the rebound. He's going to push it up the floor now. Yadiel Cruz in the open floor from one end to the other. Great find underneath. Jeremiah Kamara, count the bucket. Really nice pass by Cruz who's been very quiet offensively. He has just four points, but a very nice dish there. First two for Jeremiah Kamar, and the Red Knights are back within four with 120 left to go in the half. Gruber to Levan, going to back down Osumano. Stripped from behind by Kamara on a turnover. But that quickly, it's stripped right back to the, to the Bulldogs as Akings goes inside, and he's fouled. So it ends up as a turnover both ways on some strips from behind. Nothing given when these two teams are on the floor, the way they way they guard each other, but Carell Akings ends up with a loose basketball and will end up at the foul line as well. That's the second time somebody, a help, a help defender for Redding, took the ball away from Levan down low. Levan has to remember to hold the basketball high. And as Akings attacked the basket, Malik Osumano fouled him. First foul on Osumano puts Akings at the free throw line for the first time. Carell now with six as he makes the first of two. Akings at 11.5 points per game is a 69% free throw shooter in the season. He's been over 20 twice in this season, once against Owen J. Roberts in the game we talked about. that We saw him have a career high of 23 in that overtime win against Muhlenberg. Two for two here, pushes it back to a six-point Bulldog advantage with one minute left to go in the half, 26-20 Wilson. Rosario, the point guard, gives it up, and now we'll go down in the corner and get it back. Looking for Cruz on the post up. McFadden denying him the pen, the post entry. So Rosario will drive himself. Kicks it to the corner. Sosa fakes the three. Goes inside and rolls it home for two. Nico Sosa aggressive to the ball basket. I actually thought he was going to dish to Cruz, <laughs> but he decided to shoot, and, and it rolled around the rim and went in. Bulldog, Red Knights back to within four and 30 seconds left to go in the half. Will the Bulldogs hold for one here? They may try. Will the Red Knights allow them to? Might be the better question. And now we're going to whistle on a foul away from the basket as Sosa and McFadden got tangled up. Red Knights still had a foul to give, so that will not put them on the line. Sosa picks up his second, however. It's the fourth against Redding. So the next one, if Redding commits a foul, would put Wilson on the line to shoot two. Burgess will come in and Sosa will come out after that second foul with 23.1 still left in the half. Again, I would think Matt Colgin would like to hold for one. As they go in and then back out, Akings blocked by Rosario, ends up in the hands of Levan. His shot is no good. Red Knights have a chance here with 15 seconds still left to go in the quarter. 
Jeremiah Kamara to Wesley Rosario. Now with 10 seconds to go, the Red Knights want one last final look here. Down to five. Rosario step back for three, partially blocked by Gruber, but it still ends up at the rim. No good. And that will do it for the first half as it ends with a defensive stand on both sides. And Wilson will head to the locker room after two quarters of basketball. The score, Bulldogs 26, Red Knights 22. We'll take a timeout back to the Geigel Complex on 8.30 a.m. WEU in Reading. Hi, I'm Mark Hummel. Consider pre-planning. It saves your family the burden and costs. Planning ahead has you pay today's prices versus the future. Save now or end up paying more later. Call us to discuss prepayment options. The Crampummel Funeral Home, Center Park, Reading, next to the Burke's History Center, across from St. Margaret's Catholic Church. We've been here for over 100 years, and we'll be here for over 100 more. 610-375-4337. Family-owned since 1940, Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services have been providing care, compassion, and dignity to the greater Reading community. They are proud to serve you in your time of need, providing professional and personalized service. Our funeral directors can help you make pre-planning decisions that reflect your desires and budget. Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services can accommodate funeral, cremation, and memorial services of all sizes. Located at 1501 North 11th Street in Reading, call 610-372-1624 or sandersfuneral.com. No regrets. You'll never regret switching to Erie Insurance where you'll always be treated fairly. It's easy. J.D. Power ranked us highest in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance purchase experience two years in a row. So get a quote today. Call Cross Keys Insurance, 610-916-6190, or go to crosskeysins.com. For J.D. Power award information, go to jdpower.com. Erie Insurance. Shopping at Redner's has never been easier or more convenient with Redner's Ready, the order online and pickup service for Redner's Markets. Visit Redner'sMarkets.com and click on the Redner's Ready icon. Then choose your items, pay online, and pick up your order in any of the designated Redner's Ready parking spaces, and your groceries will be brought right to your car. It's Redner's Ready, the convenient online order and pickup service available only at Redner'sMarkets.com. Tonight's halftime show is brought to you by Lincoln Plumbing and Heating. When you need a plumber, get a good one. Locally owned and operated for over 50 years, Lincoln Plumbing has the experience to help from a leaky faucet to a whole bathroom remodel. Call 610-376-0863 for Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, as honest as their name. Alongside Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. Division One of the Berks Boys Conference, Wilson and Redding going toe-to-toe with one another tonight from the Geigel. Red Knights got off to a good start. They jumped out on top and got their largest lead early at 6-2, to but that just ignited the Bulldogs as they came up with a five-point run of their own to retake the lead and that was pretty much a microcosm of the first quarter it was back and forth throughout that first quarter six different lead changes and the last of which took wilson to the lead after one quarter at 13 to 12 bulldogs pushed that up to a five-point advantage at 17 to 12 red knights came right back scored the next four and then wilson ultimately got its largest lead at 24 18 and the red knights were able to close it back to within four and that's where we are after two quarters of basketball Redding High and Wilson with the Bulldogs on top, 26-22. And so, Rich, as we take a look at the things that happened in half number one, certainly one of the things that jumps out at you on the only because of the magnification of what Exeter was able to do against Redding High. Well, defensively, the Red Knights have obviously been much better in this first half than they were able to do against Exeter in half number two. 
or in, in, on Tuesday night, Exeter again put up 79 against the Red Knights. Wilson with 26 at halftime. But the thing that really stuck to Francis Camaro and the Red Knights was Exeter's ability to knock down threes. Wilson, three threes made in this one. Red Knights, as you said, 0 for 9 yeah. from beyond the arc. Wilson's 3 for 9 from 3, so they're not shooting nearly as well as Exeter did from behind the arc. Exeter 13 for 23. I think another big key, Redding has had seven turnovers, plus Yadiel Cruz, four points, just one field goal attempt in that second quarter, and it was a three. Yes, but who steps up instead? As we talked about, who's going to step up for these Red Knights beyond Yadiel Cruz? And tonight it has been Wesley Rosario. Again, a guy who, as a point guard, Francis Camaro has been very high in the praise of Wesley Rosario. He was kidding with us on Tuesday night. He said, look, this is what he did to JV games. You guys just weren't watching the JV games because you got other things to do. But this is what Wesley did as a JV player last year. We knew what to expect from him, but he's got great vision. Matt Coldren saw it on Tuesday night, too. He was really impressed by how he looks to pass the basketball. Tonight he's taken it to the, to the end and finished, and he's got 10 points to lead the way for Redding Hawks. Yeah, 10 of their 22, but I, I think the only way Redding wins this game is if Yadiel Cruz gets more active in the second half offensively, and he has four now, and, and they need him to score somewhere between 18 and 22 points. And the Bulldogs are taking a bit of a page out of what Exer did, which is to just kind of crash around him. Right, and and Tommy Hunsaker and Tommy McFadden have done a tremendous job guarding him when Wilson has played man. But in the zone, you could see the interior Wilson defense collapsing around him. Um, just, I mean, I think Matt Cauldron would be thrilled if, if you told him before the game that Redding would have 22 points mm-hmm. in the first half. Uh, you know, Wilson hasn't really shot the ball that well. They're 9 for 27, and Redding is 9 for 24. So, um, you know, I, I think if Wilson starts to hit in the second half and continues to play defense the way it has, especially against Cruz, I think it's going to end up being a good night for the Bulldogs. And one of the concerns from both coaches in, in our conversation for the game was about rebounding and making sure that they do what they need to do on the glass and that hasn't really been an issue i mean there hasn't there have been obviously some second chance opportunities in this one but nothing that has ultimately hurt the other one i think if anything there have been second and third shot opportunities they haven't been able to convert on they've gotten some rebounds but they haven't finished i think each team had one possession where they got three or four shots i know wilson had four shots in the first quarter on one possession didn't convert wilson uh reading the same thing Cruz in the first quarter i think had three attempts on one possession didn't finish so, no, the, I think both teams have done a really good job deep rebounding the ball defensively. Um, it, it's it's going to be, again, who makes shots in the second half. Is it going to be Yadiel Cruz for the Red Knights? Is it going to be Maddox Gruber or maybe even Carell Akings, who seemed to pick up his offensive intensity in the second quarter? Somebody's going to have to pick it up here and – Whoever does offensively is going to end up winning this game. 26-22 Bulldogs on top through two quarters of basketball. We'll take a timeout, come back, and check in with some scores as our Lincoln Plumbing and Heating Halftime Show continues live on 830 AM WEU in Reading. Hi, this is Mike Kuhn with Kuhn Funeral Home. We're proud to announce four convenient locations to serve you. Kuhn Funeral Home in West Reading and Temple, Berkey and Driscoll in Hamburg, and Worker Troutman in Pottstown. Compassionate professional service while working cohesively as a team is what sets our family business apart. Thank you for believing in us 
and we promise to always be there for you. You have auto insurance because, let's face it, stuff happens. And then you feel punished with a rate hike after filing a claim? Erie Rate Lock changes all that. With Rate Lock from Erie Insurance, your low rate stays great until you change cars, drivers, or your address. Your Erie agent in Reading and Hamburg is Cross Keys Insurance. Get a quote at 610-916-6190. Rate Lock is not guaranteed continued insurance coverage. Insured must meet necessary underwriting guidelines. Premium may change if you make policy changes. Not all products are offered in all states. Patent pending. Welcome back to our Lincoln Plumbing E Halftime Show alongside Rich Garcella. My name is Bob McCool. Ten points for Wesley Rosario to lead all scores for the Reading High Red Knights. Yadiel Cruz and Maliko Zamana with four each, two each for Jeremiah Kamara and Nico Sosa. And the Red Knight total of 22 for the Bulldogs. Karel Akings leads the way with seven, six for Luke LeVan, four for Jared Gruber, five for Cam Zulinger, and three for Tommy Hunsinger. And the Bulldog total of 26. 26-22, Wilson on top. Rich Garcella will catch you up to date with some scores going on around Berks County High School basketball. We have two games that, at the end of the first quarter, Brandywine Heights leads Antietam 14-11, and Muhlenberg leading Conrad Weiser 18-11 after the first quarter. And at Wolf Gymnasium, Snip, Berks Catholic coach Snip Esterly going for his 900th win of his outstanding career. The Saints lead Daniel Boone 30-23 to at the half. So a milestone potentially there and a milestone potentially here. Matt Coldren going for win number 400 on this his career if the Bulldogs can hang on in this one. Right. At, what was it, what's, no, no, <laughs> no, never mind. No. So, <laughs> so if, for, as far as our games next week, Tuesday night will be at Muhlenberg for Redding High and Muhlenberg. Of course, the rematch that includes Rick Perez and now Matt Flowers now at Muhlenberg and Francis Kamara who was of course part of the staff with Rick Perez and ultimately one time with Matt Flowers as well as the Red Knights will go to Muhlenberg on Tuesday night and then next Thursday night one week from tonight big matchup now in Division 2 of the Berks Boys Conference we will be at Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium as Berks Catholic plays host to Exeter. Here's something interesting Bob the Red Knights didn't come out of the locker room till about a minute left in the half, didn't really warm up that much. Francis Kamara has them huddled up here. Um, I'm sure there was some long discussions here, and especially defensively. I think Wilson, you know, even though they're missing the shots, I think they're getting too many open shots, and I'm sure that's something they wanted. The Red Knights wanted to tighten up in and the of course, second half. And as Francis Kamara reminded us before tonight's game about those third quarter early struggles true, for right. Redding High to make sure, like, hey, let's let's end that. Re- train right now again tim negrini troy lister and adonis fleming on the whistles tonight here at the geigo complex and that quickly redding high starts with the basketball and turns it over as they try to get it to cruz along the baseline he lost the handle and the red knights give it up right out of the gate again really good defense by tommy hunziker did not give ground force cruz into the turnover Maddox Gruber, John Edom, Tommy Hunsinger, Luke Levan, and Carell Akings, the starting five for the Bulldogs. Luke Levan from the foul line, and Wilson goes to the big man out of the gate again like they did in the first half. He's got eight, and the Bulldogs' lead is six. 28-22, Wilson matches its largest lead. Wesley Rosario, Daquan Burgess, Jeremiah Kamara, Malik Osumano, and Yadiel Cruz, the starting five for the Red Knights, back out to start the third quarter. Cruz with it in the corner, guarded by Tommy Hunsinger. Tries to go baseline, can't do it, gives it back for Rosario. 
Uh, the sophomore point guard will bring Cruz out to set a screen for him. Look for the screen and roll for Cruz. Tries to get his balance. Tried it for the wraparound pass, but Sumano moved, and the Red Knights will turn it over again. Yeah, Cruz was surrounded there, but I, I like his chances trying to get to the rim. Maybe he draws a foul instead of turning the ball over there. Tried to be the teammate, if you will, and make the extra pass. And Osumano assumed he was going to put the shot up. And so the misconnection results in two straight turnovers for running high to start half number two. And now Wilson looks for their largest lead if they can convert here. Gruber hounded by Kamara. Gives it up for Akings. Bodies on the floor, and Akings sees it, sees advantages of it. Drives inside but misses. Rosario pulls down the rebound. Red Knights push it up the floor. Still looking for their first shot attempt here in the second half. And they almost turn it over again. Burgess gathers it, drops it around for Cruz, kicks it out for Rosario, and there's another turnover on the kick out. It went right through Rosario's hands, and the Red Knights turn it over for a third three, straight. Yeah, three possessions, three turnovers. That's not going to get it done. Reading without a shot here. Wilson has a chance to extend the lead to eight or nine. And Yadiel Cruz has his fingerprints on all three of those turnovers. I think that his teammates are assuming that Yadiel is going to take it to the to the basket, and he's looking to give it up, and they're not expecting the pass. Akings dribbles himself into a double team. He's hounded, still trying to gain control of it. Who's going to get control of it? Akings pulls it away for Levan, for John Edom to the basket. Not there, but he's fouled. Carell Akings had Daquan Burgess surrounding him. And somehow he pulled it away and found Levan, who found Edom, who now finds himself at the free throw line. I think Levan could have gone up with that shot. He, he was open, but he, he looked to Edom, who ha also had an open shot and got fouled. Got fouled by Jeremiah Camaro. His second puts Edom at the free throw line. John Edom, the junior, looking for his first points of the game and gets it at the free throw line. Edom averaging 6.7 on the season. In double figures twice. Again, that's his first point of the ball game. And he's one for two here. So it's a seven-point Wilson lead at 29-22. That is the largest for Wilson. Bulldog Red Knights still looking for their first field goal attempt. And it's from Osumano from the elbow, and it's good. Nice pass by Kamara. 29-24 now our score. Six for Osumano. And at 5.45 to go into third, the Red Knights are back within five. Edom gives it back for Gruber. So only four points for Maddox Gruber, and three of those four coming from the free throw. Three, excuse me, five points for Gruber, and three of those five coming from the foul line. Hunsinger gives it up for Gruber from the right side, dumps it inside for Edom. Great find, but Edom missed it. Tipped by Levan, controlled by Cruz in the open floor. Yadiel Cruz with a Euro step and a finish for two. His first basket since the first quarter, and Redding is within three. A great look inside, but John Edom couldn't finish for Wilson, and Redding High makes them pay on the other end. Another great find inside, this time by Gruber. Gets it inside for Hunsinger, who's fouled. Wesley Rosario makes the heavy contact to make sure that Hunsinger has to earn it at the free throw line instead. Second on Rosario, second on the Red Knights here in the second half, and Tommy Hunsinger to shoot two for Wilson. You know, Matt Colgin before the game talked about finishing around the rim. Wilson has had several opportunities here early in the third quarter and has just been able to do that once. Tommy McFadden will check into the game now for Wilson. Nico Sosa checks in for Redding as Hunsaker makes the first of two. Tommy now six out of eight at the free throw line on the season. 
And one more for him. He's got five in the game. At a career high in that loss to Hempfield of eight. He pushes Wilson's lead to five at 31-26. Just inside of five minutes left to go in the third. A little crossover move for Rosario. Another air ball three for the Red Knights. Here's Wilson in the open floor. Gruber will stop right side for three, and that's nothing but net. Great look by LeVan, finding Gruber, who was wide open on the right wing. So, again, the Bulldogs knocking down the three, and the Red Knights not just missing three, airballing threes tonight. Yeah, they're 0 for 10 from three-point range. And at least four of them have hit no rim. 4.30 left to go in the third. It's now 34-26. Wilson's got its largest lead. There's a mismatch. Gruber on Cruz. Cruz going to try to drive to the basket, helped defensively by Levan, uh, by McFadden, and Cruz runs him over. Offensive foul on Yadiel Cruz. It's going to go as another Red Knight turnover and also their third t- foul of this period as well. Cam Zulinger now will come in, and Redding will call a timeout. This one getting away from the Red Knights just a little bit. They're going to call a 30-second timeout. We'll take one as well. 4.18 to go into third. Wilson on top, 34-26 when we come back to the Geigel. Family-owned since 1940, Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services have been providing care, compassion, and dignity to the greater Redding community. They are proud to serve you in your time of need, providing professional and personalized service. Our funeral directors can help you make pre-planning decisions that reflect your desires and budget. Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services can accommodate funeral, cremation, and memorial services of all sizes. Located at 1501 North 11th Street in Redding, call 610-372-1624 or sandersfuneral.com. Four minutes, 18 seconds left to go in the third quarter. We said it at halftime. We said it at the beginning of this game. The first few minutes of the third quarter have been a nemesis for the Red Knights throughout this season. They were down by four at halftime. They're down by eight now. We're not quite halfway through the third. Bob, it was clear on that play. Yadiel Cruz with the charge. He is pressing, and that's something that Francis Kamara talked about uh, during our pregame conversation. He's carrying the weight of this offense on his shoulders, and so far tonight with 12 minutes and 15 seconds remaining, he has just six points, which is well below his average. But you can see, like, the decision-making, he's not decisive. He, he He's looking to pass instead of shoot. And Redding needs him to shoot. To, and, and, and that's one of the reasons why they had those early turnovers. They're expecting him to put the ball up. They're expecting him to go to the hole. He's looking to dish it off, and so they're not expecting to pass, and there were some turnovers. Following the timeout by Redding High, Francis Camaro turns up the, the temperature a little bit. He gets his team trapping right out of the gate. And the Bulldogs had Carell and the Bulldogs had Carell Akings in a trap, and Matt Coldren calls a timeout quickly to bail him out. So a 30-second timeout for the for Wilson, and the Bulldogs will have the basketball as Redding tries to kick up the intensity a little bit in terms of the pressure. Now they'll scale it back to a one-two-two half court with Osumano out at the point. It's a lot of arms and legs out at the top of that point. And there's a great find on the backdoor cut to Hunsinger, but his up and under is no good. Rosario on the run out, trying to gain control of it, but it was off the foot of Wesley Rosario. Aikings hounding him, forced a turnover. Again, an open inside shot by Wilson. Missed, missed opportunity, but fortunately for them, they get the turnover. Redding's fifth of this quarter. Cam Zulinger will check back in out of the game for Wilson. He had five first-half points as Aikings will take a breather. Wilson gets it back, 3.59 to go in the third. Bulldogs on top by eight. Inbounds for Hunsinger. Hunsinger travel with a basketball. Just dragged a pivot foot. Wilson, as opposed to Redding's five turnovers in this quarter, makes its first here. 
and just seven overall for the game, which I think Matt Coldren would take <laughs> in a sign, second. He'd sign up for that quickly. So the Red Knights have it back, looking for some juice on the offensive end. Rosario kind of just standing, everybody's standing around a little bit. Now he finally gets it to Cruz, right back to Rosario. Wrap around for Sosa and a beauty for two. And a foul. Great ball Great moving by the Red Knights after it was somewhat stagnant for a moment. But it went Cruz or to back to Rosario to Sosa for the bucket and a foul on the Bulldogs by McFadden will put Sosa on the line for a three-point play opportunity. Sosa gave the Red Knights a little bit of a lift Tuesday night with his offense, scored a career-high 12 points, here trying to do the same thing. Again, the foul on McFadden, his first, and Sosa's foul shot is no good. So it's a six-point difference again at 34-28. And Wilson has the rebound of the missed free throw. Gruber. Zulinger, Aikings back out on the floor for Wilson, along with McFadden and Levan. Levan comes to the high post. Aikings, sandwiched by two defenders and taken away by Osumano. Red Knights have it in the open floor. Rosario, the great pass, and Cruz for two. Great look by Rosario. Great run of the floor by Cruz. 34-30 now. The Red Knights back to within four. Aikings, another attempt for a pass and taken away by Cruz. Three straight turnovers for the Bulldogs. Rosario, kick out. Kamara fakes the three. Jeremiah's fade away for two, and it's good. Here come the Red Knights. They get it down to two points, 34-32. Kamara with four points. Six straight for Redding High with 2.45 left to go in the third. Redding within a deuce. Gruber drives around two defenders, and a blocking foul going to be called on Rosario. That's going to be number three on Rosario. Not be a shooting foul. Wilson will inbound underneath. Red Knights can't afford to lose Rosario. Yeah, he's a little bit upset. He was hoping to get the call for an offensive foul, and I think they're going to get him out of the game to protect him. Nope, it's Osumano who comes to the bench. And Xavier Beatty will check in. Beatty, the 6'3 junior. Inbound. Gruber gets it back to the corner for Zulinger. They dish to Akings, cutting to the hole nicely for two. Great look by Zulinger. Akings with the nice cut after he had just turned the ball over a couple times. That ends the run for Redding at six straight. Pushes the Bulldog lead back up to four with 2.20 left to go in the third. It's 36-32 Wilson. Jeremiah Kamara, nowhere to go. Stutter step move. He decides to find a place to go, and he ends up getting fouled as well. Zulinger from behind will put Jeremiah Kamara on the free throw line. Zulinger's second, Wilson's second, and Jeremiah Kamara at the free throw line for the first time tonight. Just a ninth grader, 68% free throw shooter on the season, and rattles that one out. Tommy Hunsinger back out on the floor now for Wilson as Luke Levan will take his first breather of the second half. Jeremiah Kamara to finish off a two-shot foul attempt. And the second is good. Three and a quarter, five in a game for Kamara, and the Red Knights are down by three at 36-33. 210 to go in the third quarter. Dangerous pass, and it's loose, and the Red Knights force another the turnover. Rosario, foul line jumper, spins out. Loose on the floor. Zulinger will pick it up, and here come the Bulldogs back the other way. Aching to the rim, he's fouled by Beatty. Beatty will send it. Can't, 
Corral Akings to the foul line and shoot two. Yeah, that was a really lazy pass against Redding's full-court pressure, three-quarter court pressure. Wilson, we were talking about them protecting the ball so well, six in the first half. <laughs> they already have four this quarter, and all four have come in the last three minutes or so. So Corral Akings following Xavier Beatty's first free throw is at the line to shoot two. Akings, 10 again in the ball game for Corral Akings after he makes the first. Just a sophomore, Akings in double figures for the sixth time this season in Wilson's first 11 games of the year. And the second is good as well. And the lead for the Bulldogs is now five at 38-33 inside of two minutes to go in the third quarter. Tommy Hunsaker now on Yadiel Cruz. Cruz up high on the offense. Rosario gives it up instead to the corner for Sosa. Try to wrap around for Rosario, who tried to save it. It's last touch by Zulinger. And the Red Knights avoid another turnover in this quarter. Two teams combined for 13 turnovers in the first half. They've combined for nine in this second, in this third quarter. And another one here as Hunsinger comes up with a steal and then a foul from the Red Knights trying to get it back. McFadden made a really nice play defensively, tipped the inbound pass. Tommy Hunsinger ran it down, gets fouled by Sosa, Sosa's third. And the Red Knights six, so that's going to put Wilson on the foul line in the bonus, shooting two now for the remainder of this third period. Tommy Hunsinger back to the free throw line where he made two out of two earlier in the quarter. And again, the foul on Nico Sosa is his third. But that's six turnovers now for the Red Knights in this quarter. They turned it over the first three times they touched it in the third. Jeremiah Kamara now will come out. Daquan Burgess back in. As Hunsinger misses the first of two. And the second is good. Three and a quarter, six in a game for Hunsinger, and the lead is six. 39-33 Bulldogs, 135 left in the third. Big spot here for the Red Knights. They got this thing back to a two-point game. Now can they make sure they keep Wilson in arm within arm's length? Kick out for Beatty. Thought about three, gives it up instead. Sosa will shoot for two, and he's fouled. Nico Sosa being aggressive again offensively, and he got knocked to the deck by Maddox Gruber. He'll shoot two. I, I, you know, they got they got the foul on that, but I, I'd like to see Yadiel Cruz get the ball inside. He, he touched it around the key, then gave it up to Sosa, but Cruz is most effective around the basket. I know he leads the Red Knights in three-pointers, but he, he's got he's to get more touches inside. Sosa misses the first of two. Zulinger out, Luke LeVan back in for the Bulldogs. Sosa now 5 for 9 at the free throw line on the season after missing the first. Second is good. 3 and a quarter, 5 in a game now for Sosa with 1.20 to go. It's a 5-point game. 39-34 Wilson. Here comes the pressure from the Red Knights. Akings, Gruber to Hunsinger in the middle of the floor to LeVan, and now they'll settle down. Set their offense in motion with 70 seconds left to go in the third quarter. McFadden tried to get it inside for Gruber. It's tipped out of bounds, and it was last touch by Gruber. Turnover Bulldogs. Not sure if that was Rosario or Sosa who got a hand on it and deflected it, and it was last touched by Carell Akings, turnover Bulldogs. I think it was touched by Gruber last. but It was, but I just Gruber meant somebody open. deflected yeah, oh, it, sorry, and then sorry. it hit Gruber's hand. Gruber, Gruber looked like he had an open path to the basket, too. Inside of a minute to go. Here's Cruz for three, and he got it. Yadiel Cruz on cue, drains the three, and the Red Knights are back to within two. 
Yeah, he's one. He's just taken two shots from three-point range, one for two, but now the lead's down to two for Wilson. Let's see with 40 seconds left, can they hold for one shot? It's also the first three made by the Red Knights tonight. Correct. Now with 35 seconds to go in the quarter, they're within two. Bulldogs, again, hoped to hold for one here. Can they is another story. Now down to 25 seconds into Levan. He'll put up the baby hook. Not there. Cruz has the rebound. Chance for the Red Knights to tie or take the lead with a three. Cruz one and the other missed it. Rebound is gathered up by Beatty. Beatty up with a shot. Count the bucket. We're tied at 39 with 10 seconds left to go in the quarter. Great effort by the Red Knights on the offensive glass. Get the second chance and convert. Can the Bulldogs get a shot off before the quarter? Huntsinger drives in. Strip taken away, and that will do it. The Red Knights with a charge to finish off the third. And as a result of that, we head to the fourth, even at the Geigel. Redding, 39. Wilson, 39. The final eight when we come back on 830 AM. WEU in Redding. Are your garage doors noisy, squeaky, or moving unevenly? Having trouble opening and closing them? Don't be left sitting in the driveway this winter. It's time for a tune-up from Overhead Door. Starting at just $99, we'll inspect, lube, and adjust your garage doors so they operate smoothly. Call today and ask for a tune-up special from Overhead Door. And business owners, we also specialize in commercial warehouse stock maintenance. Overhead Door, we're more than just doors. OverheadDoorOfReading.com Hi, I'm Mark Hummel. Consider pre-planning. It saves your family the burden and costs. Planning ahead has you pay today's prices versus the future. Save now or end up paying more later. Call us to discuss prepayment options. The Cramp Hummel Funeral Home, Center Park, Reading, next to the Burke's History Center, across from St. Margaret's Catholic Church. We've been here for over 100 years and will be here for over 100 more. 610-375-4337. We start the fourth quarter even. Redding 39, Wilson 39. Alongside Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. Rich, we talked coming out of the locker room about Redding High's struggles in the third quarter. And again, it started, but it did not finish as Redding finishes strong in the third quarter. And as a result of that, we start the fourth even at 39 apiece. Wilson led 34-26 with 4.15 left in the third quarter. And Redding finished with a 13-5 run. The Red Knights shot 7 for 10 that quarter. And turned it over six times. <laughs> Seven field goals and six turnovers, but we're even as we start the fourth in the hands of Wilson McFadden for three. No good. Akings pulls down the offensive rebound. His putback is partially blocked. Gets his own rebound and a, and a struggle and a foul. Eventually, Carell Akings working the offensive glass for the Bulldogs, and he draws a foul. Foul's going to be on Daquan Burgess. First foul, obviously, of the fourth quarter. Again, with the new rule in high school basketball, it's... Fouls by quarters, and after the quarter ends, you start clean, if you will, in terms of team fouls. So that's the first against the Red Knights, and it puts Akings at the free throw line to shoot two. Well, Akings makes the first. 12 now for Akings with another free throw coming. Akings 12 leads the way for the Bulldogs tonight. Yadiel Cruz and Wesley Rosario in double figures for Redding High at 11 and 10, respectively. Two for two for Akings, and Wilson's lead is two, 41-39. The other thing that the Red Knights had in the third quarter that they haven't had all night, a made three. And it was Yadiel Cruz who had a big one in that run by the Red Knights down the third quarter stretch. Red Knights one for 11 from three-point range. Wilson switches here to a 2-3 zone. Yadiel Cruz with it in the corner, and he's going to fire another three. This one's off the back iron. Rebounded by McFadden, and McFadden wants to go in the open floor. McFadden dishes it off for Akings. 
pump fake kicks it back for Hunsinger, who will settle it down. Almost threw it away. It is thrown away. Rosario with a great steal. Up ahead for Cruz for two, and we're tied again. That's one thing that Cruz does so well, one of the many things he does so well, and that's run the floor. Led the break there, ties the game. Great hustle play by Wesley Rosario yes. to make the steal for the Bolt, for the Red Knights. Inside for LeVan, and he's fouled. Yadiel Cruz on the elbow on that little jump hook for Luke LeVan, and it's going to put the big man at the free throw line for the Bulldogs. That's the third foul on Cruz with 6.52 left and a tie game. LeVan, LeVan has had opportunities. He just hasn't been able to consistently convert in the paint. He's at the free throw line first time tonight. He's 7 for 12 at the, on the season at the line. He makes the first here. That does give him nine on the night. Average is 7.1 points per game for the Bulldogs. He's been in double figures four times. And he makes this. It'll be five on the year, and he misses it. Rebounded by Sosa. Red Knights with a basketball. Down by a point. 42-41. Wilson on top. Wilson stays in the zone. Red Knights' last lead was 12-11 towards the end of the first quarter. I'm sure the Bulldogs wouldn't mind more three-point shots from the Red Knights. To the corner for Rosario, and the post-up is... A dump-off by Beatty to Sosa, and a foul as Sosa drives it all. Xavier Beatty on that post-up down low gave it to a cutting Nico Sosa, who got fouled. And Sosa back to the free-throw line. Levant second, team first. Nico Sosa with a chance to tie this up or give Red Knights a lead if he can make them both, and he misses the front end of two. Maliko Sumanu checks in for the Red Knights. John Eden for the Bulldogs. Red Knights now 6 out of 10 at the free throw line on the season. They are 71% as a team. And Sosa's second is good. Six now for Sosa, and we're tied again at 42. Now Jeremiah Kamara will come back in as Sosa comes out as the Red Knights again in that 1-2-2 with Malik Osumano at the point of that three-quarter court press. Wilson has struggled a little bit against this. They get it across half court. Here comes the trap, and here's the turnover again by the Bulldogs. In the open floor is Jeremiah Kamara. He'll wait for help. Red Knights to Cruz in the corner. 6-10 to go. Redding High looking for the lead. Wilson switches man. Tommy Hunsaker on Cruz. Cruz from the left wing with Rosario trying to set the screen. Now it's Cruz, kickback for Kamara. Stutter step, drive, and no. They're going to wave it off on a hand check foul prior to or on the drive by Jeremiah Kamara. Hand check foul against the Bulldogs. John Edom his first, team second. So no foul trouble personally for Wilson. Nobody with more than two. A couple of Red Knights, Cruz and Rosario, each with three. With 5.50 left to go, Reading High inbounds. Rosario, the quarterback, if you will, sets Osamano out for a screen. Now he drives into a trap. Kicks, finds Kamara on the baseline in the Red Knights lead. Great look, great cut. Kamara caught the Wilson Bulldogs napping. First lead, as I said, since it was 12-11 Red Knights at the tail end of the first quarter. Our seventh lead change has Reading High on top, 44-42. 5.25 left to go in the ballgame. Wilson led this by as many as eight in the third quarter. Redding now on top by two. Good look inside. Hunsinger to Levan for two in the paint. 
Great pass, great look. LeVan with the open shot in the paint. And a timeout called on the floor. 5-11 left to go. It's going down to the wire at the guy going. We've got it for you live at 8.30 a.m. WEU and Redding. When we come back, Redding 44, Wilson 44. UECU is a proud supporter of Pennsylvania athletes and families. They invite you to enjoy their new low loan rates, competitive deposit rates, member rewards, shopping discounts, new roadside assistance service, and cell phone protection powered by Bazing. UECU membership is free online at uecu.org or simply stop by the credit union while missing on Meridian Boulevard. UECU, a powerful new way to save money. Visit uecu.org slash checking to learn more. Welcome back to the Geigo 44-44 with 5-11 left to go. It'll be ultimately no moral victories at this point in time, but I guarantee you Francis Kamara has to be happy the way his team has fought back here in this second half. Yeah, no doubt about it. They could have folded down eight with four minutes and 15 seconds left in the third quarter. They came back behind their defense. The, the, the three-quarter court trap has been very effective. Wilson's gotten really sloppy with the basketball, uh, especially over these last six or seven minutes. Uh, it, Wilson also not shooting the ball particularly well here in the second half, four for 12. Uh, that has to change if the Bulldogs want to win. Timeout was by the Bulldogs, so running high with the basketball following that timeout. Again, we're tied at 44 as we creep closer towards the five-minute mark left to go in this fourth quarter. Jeremiah Kamara along the baseline. Hounded by Akings, gives it up, and they swing it back and around from left side to right. Rosario drives, spins, dumps inside for Cruz, couldn't finish, and LeVan has the rebound. Everything but the finish for Cruz, and here come the Bulldogs in the open floor. Akings up and under, that's no good. LeVan hustled down and got the offensive rebound and got fouled. Very nice hustle by Luke LeVan getting down the floor, floor quickly, beating several Reading defenders. He has a chance to give the Wilson Bulldogs the lead again. LeVan got the rebound on the defensive end and ends up getting the rebound on the offensive end. That's the hustle Rich is talking about. And he picks up foul number two on Malik Osamano. And at the free throw line is Luke LeVan. Again, in double figures tonight as he steps to the free throw line and makes the first. LeVan in double figures for the fifth time tonight. His career high was 16 against Owen J. Roberts. He's at 12 right now with another free throw to come, and that's good. You know, Matt Cauldron talked to us about how high he was on Luke LeVan when we, hit, we were at the Wilson-Muhlenberg game, and, and you're starting to see little glimpses of it here tonight. No doubt a confidence difference as Rosario spins right out of him. He missed it, and LeVan had the rebound, and he got fouled again. So LeVan doing his darndest to keep the Red Knights off the boards pretty much single-handedly right now for the Bulldogs and picks up another foul, and this one's number four on Rosario. And he's going to take a seat here with 4.29 left. Boy, Red Knight's offense is different without him at the point. Nico Sosa checks back in with the Bulldogs on top by two. 46-44, 4.25 left to go. Again, the 1-2-2 now with Sosa out at the front. And Akings gets it across ball. half court just in time. Yeah. Akings, Hunsinger, Gruber, Edom, and LeVan. Matt Coulton has his starting five out there right now. As we hit the halfway mark of the fourth quarter. Win number 400 for Matt Coldren if he can figure out a way to hold on at the Geigel. Got a mismatch briefly. Sosa on LeVan. Akings tried for the crossover, but he talked. He crossed over himself and traveled with it. 
One too many steps for Kerr-Bakings, and the Bulldogs turn it over for another time in this second half. 14 turnovers in total for Wilson right now, and the Bulldogs will be back on defense as Cam Zulinger will check in, and Akings will come out. 46-44, Wilson, spreading high with the basketball. Yeah, Akings struggling here in these last six, five or six minutes to find his offensive rhythm. Got called for the walk. Kamara gives it up for Sosa. Sosa drives his way in, puts it at the rim, trying to draw a whistle. He doesn't get a whistle. Wilson has the ball on the rebound by Levan. Open floor is Edom and an offensive foul call. Daquan Burgess got down, got the feet planted, and Edom ran into him. Offensive foul will give it back to the Red Knights. Yeah, it looked like Wilson had an opportunity in transition, and, and Burgess did a great job drawing the charge. Be the second on Edom and another turnover for the Wilson Bulldogs. Still a two-point favorite for Wilson and Redding with a basketball. Kamara, Burgess, Sosa, Osamano, and Cruz, the five out there right now for the Red Knights. Kamara from the corner, drives. Kamara to the finish, not there off the back iron. Offensive rebound by Kamara, back up, missed that one. Cruz with an offensive rebound, there's a bucket. Yadiel Cruz on the offensive rebound on the third shot by running high, and we're tied at 46. Cruz does that so well, so effective on the offensive glass. Wilson has done a pretty good job keeping him from getting second chances, not that time. How about the effort by the 5'9", Jeremiah Kamara, to get it to that point, and then Cruz finally finishes it off to tie it up with 2.50 to go. Edom for the foul line. His jumper is good. John Edom's first field goal comes with 2.45 left to go in the ball game and puts Wilson back up by two. It was an open look again from the foul <laughs> line, but boy, talk about unlikely uh, shooters there. John Eaton with the basket. 48-46, Wilson back up on top. 2.30 left to go. Running high with the basketball. The absence of Rosario Kamara kind of assuming the point guard responsibilities. Sosa will drive. Sosa to the hole. Counted two more. Nico Sosa. Again, we talked about him being a spark plug Tuesday night, even in a 24-point loss, he sort of kept them in the in the game there. It was very much a factor in the comeback at the end of the second quarter. Uh, Sosa now with 9 or 10 points. Reading High calls the 30-second timeout. Excuse me, 8 points. 2.17 to go, and we're tied at 48. Again, the shooting struggles for Reading High continuing tonight. Just the three from Yadiel Cruz, but there's more than one way to score with a basketball. The three-point line has become the trademark of the game of basketball, but the Red Knights are doing it old-school style, having their guards drive to the hole, whether it's Rosario, Sosa, Kamara, driving to the hole. Maybe they don't score, but they're attacking the offensive glass. They're finding a way. We didn't see that as frequently Tuesday night. So it's 48-48 as a result with 2.17 to go. Both teams still with two timeouts left to go. Next foul by the Red Knights puts Wilson on the line in the double bonus. Redding High still has a foul to give. Rosario is still on the bench with four fouls for the Red Knights. Cruz on the floor with three fouls. So Wilson with the basketball. Cam Zulinger back out there for the Bulldogs, along with Hunsinger, Akings, Gruber, and Levant. Gruber swings it for Akings. Off the screen, it's poked away by Daquan Burgess and taken away. Burgess going to go from one end to the other and score it, and the Red Knights are on top. Beautiful steal by Burgess. Stripped Akings, finishes with the layup. And gets his first points in the ballgame and gives Red Knights the Red Knights the lead at 50-48. to 144 left to play in the ballgame. 
High post, Hunsinger, backdoor cut. Aikings blocked by Osumano and controlled by Redding High. Malik Osumano, the last line of defense with a rejection. And now we're going to get a whistle and a stoppage. Fischl's calling a, I'm not sure, is there a foul oh, here? It's going to be, it's a technical take. foul. On Sosa. Oh, my. Whoa. Wow, that is that really is costly. With Redding with the basketball? Yep. They're not going to have it now. They're going to get a – Wilson will have a chance at the free throw line with the technical foul, and then on the technical, they're going to get the ball back as well. It's a really costly mistake by his, Nico Sosa. Yeah, and it's his fourth foul too. But, wow. And so, Troy Lister called that from half court. Aikings shooting two, misses the first. To be honest, I didn't see it. The only thing I can assume was that Sosa was either doing a little barking or doing a little bumping. And we saw that in the game on Tuesday night where a player kind of left a shoulder into a chest and got called for a tee. But whatever it was, he got caught. And Akings misses them both. So the missed opportunity there for Wilson, but they're still going to get the ball now at half court. So Redding High had the ball and the lead. They still have the lead, but now they don't have the ball with 131 left to go. They had an opportunity to make it a yep. four- or five-point lead, and, man, that, we'll see if that ends up hurting them here on this possession. Could be our Hinkstead family dental play of the game. Who knows when this is done. Still a lot left to go with 125 and a two-point running high advantage. Wilson with the basketball. Hunsinger has it between the circles. Dumps it for LeVan. LeVan in the paint, dragged the pivot foot. Tried to stop and spin with that little baby hook, but he drags the pivot foot. And the Bulldogs turn it back again. Sixth turnover of the fourth quarter for the Bulldogs. 11 here in the second half. So, again, Wesley Rosario back out there for the Red Knights, playing with four fouls. And here come the Bulldogs with a little bit of pressure. Dangerous pass. Daquan Purgis with a nice catch. And Redding High needs to settle things down offensively. Purgis had Cruz open underneath and missed them. Okay, Cruz comes out high to get the basketball. One minute left to go. Redding with a ball and a two-point lead. Here comes the double team and a foul. As Zulinger went for the steal, and he ran right into Jeremiah Kamara, and the freshman is going to be at the free throw line. No, maybe not. That's only the fourth. So they had Francis Kamara hit the, the coach trying to argue that's an intentional foul, but it wasn't. And now they call that on Akings? Well, Akings and Zulinger were both okay, there. So I guess on. they called it on Akings. So, again, that's only the fourth against the Bulldogs. So they have one more to before they get Wilson, before Wilson puts Redding on the free throw line. The thing for right now is the Red Knights have to watch themselves. Wesley Rosario defend his teammate. This isn't the spot to do it. He's got four fouls, and they've already called a tee. You've got to have composure at yeah, all poise, times. Poise is critical. Two-point lead yep. with 50 And the basketball. Learn the lesson of what had just happened. Into the corner and the inbounds is Kamara. Red Knights again with the lead will try and hold on to this and force Wilson to foul them. And he fouled by the Bulldogs, puts him on the line for two. Red Knights trying to play keep away. Cruz is eventually a timeout called to save it. With the Bulldogs going for the traps at every point in time, Redding High calls the timeout with 45.9 seconds left to go it's a full timeout for running we'll take one as well red knight still on top by fifth by two 50 48 when we come back after this 
If you're thinking about buying or selling a home, trust in a realtor with local knowledge and 20 years of experience. Phil Macaronis, a lifelong resident of Berks County and a member of the REMAX Hall of Fame, is rated in the top 1% of realtors nationwide for sales production. For a knowledgeable, personable, reliable realtor, count on Phil Macaronis of REMAX of Reading. Call 610-670-2770, extension 3179, or call his cell phone at 610-858-4555. So here's your reset. 45.9 seconds left to go. Redding 50, Wilson 48. Bulldogs already over the limit, and the Red Knights over the limit. Any foul by either side puts your opponent on the line in a two-shot foul the rest of the way. Redding has one timeout left to use. Wilson has two timeouts left to take. And it is Redding High basketball following the Red Knight timeout. And if, and if I'm Wilson and if I'm picking one of the Reading starters, it would be Daquan, or one, Reading players on the court, it would be Burgess, Daquan Burgess, shooting just 57% from the line. He's on the floor with Kamara, Rosario, Osumano, and Cruz. That is Francis Kamara's starting five out there right now. Rosario, the inbounder, looking for somebody to come free, and finally it's Cruz out near half court. Triple team turned it over into the hands of Tommy Hunter, and the Bulldogs have it back. Inside for Gruber. Kick out for Akings with 37 left to go. Bulldogs down by two. 30 seconds to go in the hands of Gruber, and now Matt Coldren will call the timeout. So with 30.7 left to go, Wilson calls the timeout. We'll keep it here as the Bulldogs take the timeout down by two. But on the inbounds, Yadiel Cruz was at least triple teamed, and somebody got a deflection on it, and ended up in the hands of Tommy Hunsinger, and Wilson got exactly... What they were looking for on the defensive side, they got the basketball. Cruz was in no man's land right <laughs> along the sideline and the midcourt line, surrounded by three Wilson defenders, and the Bulldogs came up with the basketball. Let's see what Matt Coldren draws up here with 30 seconds to go. Redding holding a two-point lead. Wouldn't think that he holds for one shot here you would, uh, and, and, and the win. He is on the road. Yeah, they have not. I mean, unlike what Redding High does, and Rick Perez really was the the orchestrator of this, and much to the chagrin of Red Knight fans when he first started to do that, which was to hold for one shot at the end of quarters. Wilson really didn't hold for one shot at the end of the quarters when they had it earlier in this game. And, again, you could go for the one shot, maybe get a three and a win and run out of the gym, but that's a lot to expect. I would think if you're Matt Coldren, you try to get a bucket and then try to play some defense. Yeah, I, I got to think they're going to take get take an open shot as soon as they find one. I don't think they're going to hold on right. to here. Be patient, but right. not necessarily hold for a sh one shot. Yeah. On the floor, you, you have LeVan, who's shooting 58% from the line. You have McFadden, who's at 90%, and Gruber. Gruber attacking the basket. And blocked by Osumano again. Osumano with another big block. And the Red Knights have it. Up ahead, Rosario to Burgess for two, and the Red Knight lead is four with 20 seconds to go. Osumano with two monstrous defensive plays. Gruber for three and a block. And another block by Osumano. Make it three. And up ahead for Cruz, who will lay it in for two more. The Red Knights will win the basketball game thanks to the long arm of Malik Osumano on the defensive end. 54-48 as Wilson's last shot is no good. The Red Knights in come-from-behind fashion win it 54 to 48 a monster comeback for running high down by as many as eight points in quarter number three 
ended up closing out the quarter to tied at 39 and ultimately win it down the stretch by a final score of 54 to 48. A great comeback and a much needed victory for the Red Knights on their home floor after the loss on Tuesday to Exeter. Redding rebounds in a win over Wilson. The final score one more time, Wilson 54, Redding 48. We'll take a timeout back with much more. Our postgame show, words with winning coach Francis Kamara, our player of the game brought to you by Judd Firestone Plumbing and our Angstad Family Dental play of the game as well. All when we continue with our postgame show here live on 830 AM, WEU in Redding. Hi, I'm Mark Hummel. Consider pre-planning. It saves your family the burden and costs. Planning ahead has you pay today's prices versus the future. Save now or end up paying more later. Call us to discuss prepayment options. The Crampummel Funeral Home, Center Park Reading, next to the Burke's History Center, across from St. Margaret's Catholic Church. We've been here for over 100 years, and we'll be here for over 100 more. 610-375-4337. Looking for a game-winning play for your next tailgate or get-together? Score big this season with trays from Chick-fil-A. Delicious chicken nuggets and chicken strips, fruits and garden salads, chocolate chunk cookies, and their delicious mac and cheese. Make a play with Chick-fil-A and you'll be a winner every time. Visit Chick-fil-A at Broadcasting Square, 5th Street Highway, and Exeter Commons. Chick-fil-A voted America's favorite fast food restaurant. Honey, can you turn up the thermostat? I did turn it up. Well, what's wrong with it? I'm freezing. Can I be of service? When winter weather strikes, when your furnace is struggling, and your thermostat can do nothing about it, one man will be by your side, fighting for truth, justice, and glorious heat in every room. What's the meaning of this? I'm the H.L. Bowman. Bowman. I I know. You have your own choir, apparently. Well, did you know that the furnace technicians at H.L. Bowman can repair your underperforming furnace so it finally delivers what your thermostat tells it to do? So it's not the thermostat's fault? No, ma'am. Hey, Bowman, can I keep this cool arrow? Yes, sir. The H.L. Bowman Bowman. Visit hlbowman.com. Welcome back to the Geigel. Rich Garcel has caught up with Francis Kamara. Rich, take it away. Reading High Coach Francis Kamara after the Red Knights come from behind 54-48 victory over Wilson. Francis, just overall, how would you describe the way your kids responded from the Exeter loss two nights ago to, to tonight? Our kids are fighters, and that's exactly what they did today. They fought. They fight every day, and, and they're just a lot tougher than most kids. And unfortunately, you know, we, we, we had a bad loss. And all the credit goes to Exeter because they played amazing. But our guys just responded and did exactly what I thought they were going to do is respond. Let's talk about the defense by Maliko Sumano, the three block shots in the fourth quarter, the, the two at the very end of the game. What, what can that do for him? What can that do for this team? Well, obviously, you see that Malik's defense... Today, 
Malik defensively in the fourth quarter was amazing. We, we got beat a little bit downhill, and Malik came over and just erased everything. And Malik's been doing that consistently all season long. He's probably, he, he doesn't get as much love as he deserves, but Malik Osamanu is amazing. Let's also talk about Daquan Burgess. His steal and layup gave you the lead for good at 50-48. How do you think he played tonight? Oh, da Daquan, he responded as well. He's been down a little bit. He hasn't been shooting the ball really well, and he's been shooting the ball amazing all summer and all fall. Um, so the question is to all our guys all the time is, when your offense isn't working, what else do you bring to the table? And Daquan, oh, my God, he did a great job on their guards. They have two amazing guards that do a very good job for their team, and Daquan just made everything uncomfortable for him. Francis, I know this. I know some people might think that you had to win this game. It's so early in the season. But what can a win like this following Tuesday night and going into Muhlenberg next week, what can it do for this team? My motto all season has been just growing, right? And that's all, that's all it's about. We got young, young kids, inexperienced kids. Some, some of these kids that played in this game haven't never been in this situation before. And you know what? They fought through it together. They stayed together, and we came out with the win. So, I mean, if we can finish big games like this, close games like this, that's just going to help us grow and develop and get better as the season goes on. Francis, we'll see you Tuesday night at Muhlenberg. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Great job and a great win. Maybe the biggest one for Francis Kamara since taking over as the head coach as he takes down the Wilson Bulldogs on the Red Knight home floor. Redding High looking for what could have been back-to-back -back losses here at the Geigel. Not a whole lot of times that's happened, especially against Berks County competition. But the Redding High Red Knights come from behind again, down by as many as eight points in that third quarter. But they rallied for an 11-5 finish to the third quarter to tie it up at 39 at the end of three. And then it just became anybody's game. Redding High took its first lead since the first quarter at 44-42. Wilson regained the lead back at 46-44. And then the Red Knights with the defense and the takeaway by Daquan Burgess, as Rich was talking about with Francis Kamara, gave the Red Knights the lead at 50-48. to And then the big blocks by Osamano to help finish it off. And the Red Knights take the victory tonight, 54-48. to and as Rich said, we will have the Red Knights on Tuesday night against Muhlenberg. And that should be an interesting one as well. Of course, we know the connections now. You have to know the connections, obviously, between Redding High and Muhlenberg. It started with Matt Flowers, and now it continues with Rick Perez, the former coaches here at Redding, who are now at Muhlenberg. And the Red Knights will be in Laureldale on Tuesday night for that matchup. It's a Division One matchup with Muhlenberg and Redding High. And we'll have that one for you here on WEU. It should be a very interesting matchup and a very interesting night. A lot of emotions with all, the, without the, with all of the closeness that these guys have with one another. They all feel the very closeness of each other. And they'll be able to go after one another as only brothers can do on Tuesday night in Laureldale. That's the final score, 54-48. Don't forget, we'll take a timeout here. And, and we'll come back. We'll have our Judd Firestone player of the game and our Angstad Family Dental play of the game, all when we come back to the Geigel Complex with the Red Knights on the win tonight, 54-48 to over the Bulldogs. More after this. 
Family owned since 1940, Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services have been providing care, compassion, and dignity to the greater Redding community. They are proud to serve you in your time of need, providing professional and personalized service. Our funeral directors can help you make pre-planning decisions that reflect your desires and budget. Sanders Funeral Home and Cremation Services can accommodate funeral, cremation, and memorial services of all sizes. Located at 1501 North 11th Street in Redding, call 610-372-1624 or sandersfuneral.com. Hello, this is Dr. Angstadt from Angstadt Family Dental. Do you need dental care? We know firsthand how tough it can be to find a great new dentist or a gentle dental hygienist. If you want a safe, modern, patient-centered dental office, then all you need to do is make a quick, simple phone call to our friendly staff, and you'll be ready to go back to the dentist. Call 610-236-0700. Angstadt Family Dental. Let our family take care of yours. Come in and leave with a smile. Angstadt Family Dental. Tonight's player of the game is brought to you by Judd Firestone Plumbing. Whether it's drip, a dripping faucet, a drain backing up, or plans for a remodeling of a bathroom or a kitchen, it's important to have it done right. Judd Firestone Plumbing has more than 85 years of combined experience serving the community. Call 610-678-9080 for Judd Firestone Plumbing in Laureldale or find them on Facebook. And our player of the game tonight is the Red Knights' Yadiel Cruz. As he finally got that offense going, he only had four points at halftime, but Big in the Red Knights come from behind. He hit the Redding High only three of the night, helping to close off that third quarter rally for Redding High to tie it at 39 apiece. And with six more points in the fourth quarter, Yadiel Cruz doing what he does, which is 17 more points tonight. Again, averaging at 20 points per game on the season for the Red Knights, but he is their go-to player on the offensive end. And he came up big for the Red Knights down the stretch, but he had a lot of complimentary pieces along the way. But Yadiel Cruz with 17 points to lead all scorers is our Judd Firestone Plumbing player of the game. As for our player of the game, a play of the game, excuse me, brought to you by Angstad Family Dental. Let their family take care of your family. Visit angstadfamilydental.com for more information. It's really not an Angstad Family Dental play of the game. It's plays of the game. Not one, not two, but three. And that's the three blocks by Malik Osumano down the stretch on Wilson trying to come from behind, and Osumano protected the blo- protected it for a block uh, at 50 to 48 when Wilson was driving and looking to tie it up. He came up with the block. Redding scores on the other end. Wilson comes back to try and score again, and Osumano came up with another block, and the Red Knights got another bucket and yet a third block by Osumano, and the Red Knights able to ultimately win this by a final score of six points at 50 48. But those one, two, and three huge blocks by Malik Osumano, without a doubt, are our Angstadt family dental plays of the game. I will give a close runner-up to Daquan Burgess's steal and layup that broke a 48-48 tie with 150 left. Right. But Osumano, the three blocks, they were the difference in the game. Without a doubt, because the Bulldogs had had the ball at half court. They dumped it into Gruber, and Gruber saw an opening, went right to the basket, and Osumano, that was the first rejection when it looked like Gruber was going to get the drive to the bucket that ties the game up. But the Wilson defense, or excuse me, the Redding defense came up with the big turnovers down the stretch in that fourth quarter. Wilson did what they were hoping for. We at one point in time talked about the fact that when Wilson had a turnover early on, about midway through the third quarter, it was only their seventh turnover, and we said at the time, that Matt Colgin would have no doubt signed up for that at that point in time. But the Red Knights turned up the pressure in that charge in the third quarter 
and the fourth. And when it's all said and done, by my numbers, Wilson had 11 turnovers in that second half. So that's what Redding High did. It's always about when is it coming from the Red Knights. When is that pressure coming? And once it starts, said it before, I'll say it again, it's a feeding frenzy. It's sharks with blood in the water. Yeah, I, I thought the three-quarter court press in particular was the, was the thing that hurt Wilson. Wilson just and, – and it also – not only the turnovers, but Wilson was getting contested shot after contested shot. It would look like that they were going to get an open look, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, a Reading defender would come, and especially Osumano in the last few minutes. Uh, yeah, I think that obviously the difference in the game – was the Reading defense. Before we take a look at some scores, just some final thoughts on this one, and that is what we were talking about tonight in terms of complementary pieces. Who else is going to step up? Again, Cruz had 17. That's what you've kind of come to expect now from Yadiel Cruz. So where else is the offense going to come from? Wesley Rosario early on. He had 10 points in the first half. That's what he finished with. But he contributed early on with the 10 points. But then the complementary pieces – they started slow, but they picked up the pace, specifically Jeremiah Kamara, who picked up the pace. He ends up with seven. And, again, another outstanding effort tonight from Nico Sosa with eight points off the bench. Yeah, he, he, I'm trying to compare him to somebody, but he, he just seems to be in the middle of so much. He's <laughs> such a spark plug. And, and tonight, he, he really, he, he, was, he was a difference maker. Um, you know, scoring, it, it sounds like not much. But he had eight points, right. and and it seemed like every basket he had three baskets. They were important in the game, and they were also aggressive to the basket in the in that second half. Whether it was Rosario, Rosario when he drives, he's usually looking to dish, but Camaro and Sosa were driving to the basket because the outside shots weren't going. And we no. saw, as we talked about, go go to the hole, make something happen, either score, get fouled, or maybe you get some offensive rebounds, and that's what the Red Knights were able to do. The three-point shots, obviously, for running high, were not falling tonight. But no. they found another way to get 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 some points, and sometimes two, maybe not be as many as three in my in the in the in the world in which we live in of three-point shooting, but getting two-point buckets one way or another, and that's what the Red Knights were able to there, do. There's Malik and his brother Morrow, who's at uh, Westchester, and uh, congratulating his younger brother on the performance tonight. Um, yeah, I mean, Reading wins the game despite shooting one for 11 from three-point range, despite six, eight turn, seven turnovers, in, six turnovers in the third quarter, they turned it over just once in the fourth quarter, um, despite shooting nine for 24 in the first half. Um, it's all about defense and about you, you're, you, you never stop being aggressive, and they didn't. I mean, they had a chance to fold down eight with four minutes left in the third quarter. And the Red Knights did not. They, they held up. And and look, a loss tonight wouldn't have ended their season. I mean, people, but this is you know must win. No, no, no. no. Only to some of the guys in the first right, row right, here right, at the Geiger. Right. <laughs> but but the fact is, it's a huge win in the middle of this real difficult stretch. Right. With they're, they're playing Exeter, Wilson, and then Tuesday Muhlenberg. Um, it, it's a really big win to bounce back from that performance two nights ago. Yeah, and it, and it gets back to the word of uh, that Rick Perez brought. To, to the guy going, that's the culture, and that's the culture of this place. Mm-hmm. It, again, you're right. It would not have been the end of the season. But in, in the world in which we live, it would have put a lot more pressure on Francis Kamara. And 
the fact that they got this win, they yeah. fought from behind, just makes a difference. And it's there's there's way too much basketball left to be played, but people panic early, and it's because there's a coaching change and because of what graduated from the Red Knights. You wait, have to wait, and you have to realize that this team is going to go through some growing pains with the coach and with the fact that 2,000 points plus walked down the aisle at graduation here last year. And it wasn't just 2,000 by Ruben Rodriguez. It was Miles Gray and Arise Rodriguez and Amir Berdine and the amount of basketball they'd all play together. These guys are now playing a whole lot more minutes. It's a whole new basketball team really meshing together with a new coach. So they're going to have some hiccups early on. And if the Exeter game is a hiccup, don't take anything away. Francis Camaro said it to you. Don't take anything away from Exeter. They just were good. They the were really night. good, really right. good. And, you know, Reading – there's a lot. There's some numbers here that we. I don't know if you discussed while I was on my way down and up uh, to talk to Francis, but Reading has now beaten Wilson eight times in a row since March of 21. They also the Red Knights prevented Matt Cauldron from getting win number 400, which I'm sure um, made a, quite a few Reading High fans happy <laughs> uh, that they didn't want to see Matt Cauldron reach a milestone here at the Geigo Complex. Um, and, you know, it, it's just but the, the, the overall picture is the way they responded from Tuesday night's loss. We talked about it two nights yep. ago. How will they respond? They responded with a really gut, gutty effort here tonight. Yeah, and, it, and I guess the ultimate irony is the rally came in the third quarter, which yes. had been a problem. And, again, it started out as a problem for the Red Knights. They were down by four at halftime, and it grew to an eight-point Bulldog advantage at 34-26. And that's when the Red Knights turned it on. Again, 11-5 charge to finish off the third quarter to tie it up, and then they win it down the stretch, 54-48. So then the last thought we talk about, before, again, before we get to the scores, is where does this put Wilson? It drops him to 8-3 on the season, a loss on the road at Reading. You almost kind of expect that if you're the Bulldogs. Obviously, you're going to see them later on in the season in West Lawn. Matt Coulter will get the next opportunity to win number 400 against Governor Mifflin at home on Tuesday night. He'll be more than happy to take that win against Governor Mifflin if, if they can get that win and do it in front of the home crowd and put that behind him, and the Bulldogs can turn their attention to where they stand. He's happy with where his team is at this point in time. Yeah. We talked about where else is the offense going to come from. It's a pretty quiet night tonight for Maddox Gruber with just eight. He got 13 from Carl Akings. He got 13 as well tonight from Luke Levan. I, I think... That's to me. If if you take one positive, if Wilson takes one positive from this game, it's Luke Levan's game. We don't take rebounds up here. Yeah, he, he had a double, double, had a double, yeah. double, and he had thirteen points. That was a big. That, to me, that's a very, very positive sign for the Bulldogs. This loss isn't the end of the world, and I'm sure you know Matt was talking to us, Coldren before before about before the season. He charts out wins and losses. And I would be very surprised if he had this game as I, – I, right. and he wouldn't tell us now anyway. But I would be surprised if he had this one as a win at Geigel Complex. So 8-3, Wilson's fine. They got they have some things, obviously, to clean up tonight, especially ball handling. 11 turnovers in the second half isn't going to get it done. And the shooting, you know, they, 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 they didn't finish. And that's a, something he mentioned to us before the game. We have to finish – we have to hit open looks. They didn't do that enough tonight. And so here's the individual numbers in this one. As I said, Yedo Cruz with 17 is a game-high scorer. Wesley Rosaro, the other red knight, in double figures with 10. 
But here's the contributions from others. Nico Sosa with eight, seven for Jeremiah Kamara, and six for Malik Osamano, including those big blocks down the stretch. Four for Daquan Burgess, all of them down the stretch for the Red Knights. So his only points, but they were huge. And two for Xavier Beatty and the Red Knight total of 54. For the Bulldogs, 13 each, as we mentioned, for Akings and Luke LeVan. Just eight for Maddox Gruber tonight, six for Tommy Hunsinger, and then five for Cam Zulinger, along with three for John Edom, and the Bulldog total of 48. 54, 48, our final running high over Wilson. Do we have any other scores? We do. We I do, knew you would. I knew Mr. you would. McCool. Okay, <laughs> let, let's, let's go with the most important game of the night. Um, speaking of milestones, uh, Coach Snip Esterly uh, of Berks Catholic reached career win number 800 tonight with the, the Saints defeated the Daniel Boone Blazers 69-49. So our congratulations Absolutely. to Snip Esterly, um, who just continues, <laughs> goes on and yep. on and on, and just keeps winning and winning. The Saints unbeaten. Uh, we'll see them next Thursday against the Exeter Eagles, which to me is one game I'm really looking forward to. In other games in the county, it was Antietam coming from behind, defeating Brandywine Heights 39-36. Muhlenberg with a 79-55 win over Conrad Weiser. Fleetwood, which is has played very good basketball this year, defeated Hamburg 51-30. Why missing 53, Topahawken 10. Oh, yeah. Oof, oof. And finally, Exeter does not have a letdown <laughs> after the big win Tuesday night here over Reading. The Eagles defeat Twin Valley 72-50. Okay, so here is the matchups next week. We got two dandies for you next oh, yeah. week. It's going to feel like February next week even though there might be some snow on the ground as well to help you feel like February. But here's our games next week. Tuesday night will be in Laureldale, as we talked about, Reading High against Muhlenberg. That's a beauty. And then Rich just told you where we'll be on Thursday night. We'll be at Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium, Exeter, and Berks Catholic. That's as good as it gets. That's four of the five best teams in Berks County with Wilson thrown into the mix of all of it. That's where it's going to stay, but a, a big piece of the puzzle for Berks County basketball in 2024, and you're getting a chance to hear it right here on WEEU 8:30 a.m. So Wilson falls to eight and three, and they are now two and one in Division One. The Red Knights are also two and one in Division One with their win tonight, and Running High is now six and four overall on the season. Thanks very much to Danny Scott, the athletic director here at Reading High School, for his hospitality. And thanks to Sean Tansky for doing a great job back at the WEU studios, keeping the show on the road. For my colleague, Rich Garcella, my name is Bob McCool. Don't hurt your back shoveling snow over the weekend. We'll talk to you with more high school basketball next Tuesday here on WEU. One more time, the final score from the Geigel, Redding 54, Wilson 48. Thanks for listening to high school basketball here on WEU. We'll talk to you next week with much more. Tonight's live coverage of Berks County High School Basketball presented by Cross Keys Insurance on WEU has been brought to you by Angstad Family Dental, Chick-fil-A, Cross Keys Insurance, Judd Firestone Plumbing, Coon Funeral Homes, Lincoln Plumbing and Heating, Overhead Door Company of Reading, Redner's Warehouse Markets, Remax Real Estate Agent Phil Macaronis, and by UECU. This has been an exclusive live presentation of WEU. 30 a.m. in Reading.